And welcome, everyone, to the newest volume of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. Oh, wait. And we're going to be interrupted. Hold on, everybody. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. And we're back. And you know what that means, guys. Kelly, what weapon do you have? <laughs> well, I mean, let's see. Am I staying in the house or am I going out? Well, that those was are two different. That was actually the question that I was going to ask you. If we were indeed in the purge right now, which those sirens and that announcement just let everyone know that currently Ian Hates Movies is currently in effect. Would you go out and purge or would you be someone who is just staying in? to make sure that yourself and your family are safe? Uh, I mean, that depends on a lot of factors. I have no problem going out and purging, if that's what you're asking. Um, but, I mean, like, if I had a shitty day at work or has <laughs> there been something that, like, happened six months ago that I've been harboring? Because, I mean, both those things kind of play into it as well. Oh, they absolutely do. And I think it comes up in at least one of the movies that we're going to go over. At least one of them. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so you are okay with purging. I... I don't think I'd be able to do it. Like, I, I, as much as it I says, don't know. as much as it says, Ian hates on all my podcasts, and that's the brand and stuff. I, I don't know. I think I'd be more of the protection. I think if anything, and they do go into it more in the second movie than they do in the first one, right. I would be planning the entire year to steal money somehow. I think so really you're, you're doing bank jobs is, is your goal yeah bank jobs or yeah. stores like whatever it happens to be somehow the best way to get money compared to actually like murdering people like I right. think that part sure there are a lot of terrible people in the world and everything but I don't know personally if I can be the one to just go out like if they were zombies different story but regular human beings they're just shitty people Ah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, but the crappier you are, the less of a human being you are in my eyes. So that doesn't really affect. And I think that goes into the purge itself because really, I don't feel sorry for any of the people who die in the purge who are there purging. No, yeah, absolutely Yeah, there's no... Because that's the risk you take. Yeah, exactly. You're going out for that one day a year. And I mean, should we actually explain... I know the announcement originally explained a little bit of it, but Kelly, you want to explain to the people who have never heard of The Purge before, these two movies, what are they about? Okay, so it is currently, I believe, uh, 2022 in the first one. And the idea is that the new founding fathers, which were elected officials... Um, have implemented something called the purge. It's for 12 hours once a year. It's from 7 p.m. at night and seven till 7 a.m. in the morning, in which all services um, are being withheld, meaning fire, rescue, police, um, yeah, all that good stuff. 
but every crime is legal, including murder, um, with some exceptions to the fact that there are some, you can't go after certain higher up government officials as well as um, class five weapons and you have to have below class five to do your purging. Yeah, they say. But it is your civic duty. (laughs) <laughs> it is, yes, it is your civic duty to purge. I, I think they've done an amazingly good job with their marketing campaigns. Oh, my God. Like, that is probably the most money they've spent on anything is probably their marketing. But they do such a good job. It's not on the level of Deadpool, but it's close enough to be different from everyone else. Right. And it it definitely intrigues you with all of them. All their trailers kind of give you a little bit of... It's it's different than just your standard home invasion, like because the whole country is in chaos for these twelve hours, pretty much. Right, exactly. And what they say is so the the backstory, backstory, which I'm sure they can easily do a prequel whenever they want to do this, because you start, I believe, in the first movie, it's like the sixth or fifth. I think it's the fifth. Fifth year, yeah, yeah that sounds fifth right. year of the purge. Because in I guess in 2010, in their universe of 2010, America went through this huge eco- um, economic collapse, and the founding fathers, quote unquote, the founding fathers were voted into power, and this right, was which, their I mean, way. Uh, right, but, and uh, founding fathers is just it's equivalent to like your Republican Party, your Democratic Party. It's just a new party that yeah. came in. I mean, we had the Whig Party. We've had we've had a number of parties that have come through right. the country, and that's what this is supposed to be. And right away, they've got me. Because I could sure use a different party. Like this is this is already an alternative universe. Because for sure there's only two parties in our system. So this would be nice right away to have another choice. Now, not saying that it is the right choice, but at least there seems to be another choice in this alternative dimension. I think uh, I think that's the basics from the beginning to let everyone know what the deal is. And I'm sure we'll get into a philosophical conversation later on about whether the purge actually helps and if our country or other countries would actually be helped out by something like the purge because it's not a stupid idea. Like, that's no. the thing. The whole point, and they, they mentioned this multiple times, I think especially in the first movie, not so much in the second, but in the first they go ahead and they say multiple times that there's barely any crime for the whole entire year there's no crime i think uh they say that uh jobs are down or um joblessness is down below one percent and then also like the economy is through the roof right so right there with all of that there aren't the random terrible gun violence shooting crime there aren't any of that kind of there's people aren't raping each well, other because like, you're giving them a reasonable time to wait it's that kind of a deal it's one of those you know what this uh, once a year everybody can you know get out what they need this whole idea is you're purging and cleansing yourself yeah, yeah releasing the beast kind of a deal right and it's not a new concept i mean this quote unquote the purge happened a long time I mean other cultures and civilizations have done similar things so it's not it's not the newest concept of all time but to go ahead and put it in the horror movie genre is definitely different and I think that's why I kind of latched on to these movies a little bit more is because there's actually a storyline behind them that's not just hey here's a psycho killer or oh no it's another ghost possessing something that you can't do anything to or a giant animal that's yeah Yeah. that's wreaking havoc on whatever like how many times kelly have you seen a stupid like paranormal activity movie or something you've just been like why can't i fucking punch a ghost like why can't i it's not fair (laughs) you know why are you staying in the house period 
Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I know it sucks to move. Believe me, I've done it a lot in my life. But if there was a fucking ghost in my apartment being a dick, I think I'd leave. I'm not calling the new Ghostbusters, that's for sure. Like, I'm just getting out of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is. So Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand how these people are supposedly, like, locked into these type of situations. And you're like, that's why I, I the idea of the purge is great because, I mean, you are trapped in the country. Like, it's not like you can go down the block and you're cool. Right. No, you have to prepare pretty much your whole year hopefully to get ready and whether that's getting ready for the purge itself like to go out and maybe you're by yourself are you with a gang like are you going out with buddies who have the same mind as you like whatever it happens to be or are you preparing by making sure that your house is you know bulletproof and isn't going to get attacked and the molotov cocktail is not going to come through your place like like are you making sure you're not pissing anyone off for the year you got to make sure that right too. on that paranormal activity note, just to get this out of the way, because this is probably the thing I, I will rant about the most because I actually do have a lot of uh, enjoyment I get out of these movies anyways. But this is a, uh, a Blumhouse or Blumhouse production. And the reason why it came to my attention is when I went to watch The Purge Anarchy again, uh, they have now a intro from one of the Bloomhouse guys talking about all their movies they have available. And I thought that was weird because I also saw an intro when I saw X-Men Apocalypse from the actress who plays Storm talking about how great movies are and everyone should come out and see movies because they're worried that theaters are going down. Well, that, and I mean, it's also is now, since we're having so much anarchy in the U.S. anyway, it's, that's just it. I'm in a dark and closed space where people can come in and do horrible things. So that's why they're promoting that as well. Right. Oh, no, exactly. So I think that's why they're also doing it here is it's the same. It's almost the same setup. Like, it's very strange. I think that's the new thing now in front of any production piece is to promote your stuff and to make sure you're still buying movies and but it's like what you're showing me this in the theater i think i'm already here yeah that's the other thing i mean are you supposed to if you had like stolen the movie are you supposed to see that and be like oh you know what she's right I should, i'm gonna go out and pay for this one yeah, i should be in the theater right now no i don't think that happens yeah uh, no but i'm looking through the list that uh blum i'm just gonna call him blumhouse that that's uh fine. blumhouse produces and puts out and they are fucking awful like they're the ones that do all the paranormal activities uh they do all the sinisters uh insidious yeah dark skies uh what else they have here uh i was making fun of it earlier that's why it's it's funny uh, a ouija the ouija board movie that apparently has a sequel coming out which i didn't know about uh the gallows which was awful uh, I remember flipping out on HBO and I just couldn't handle it. It was so bad. Uh, the Green Inferno, which is supposed to be one of the most disgusting movies of all time. Like, I don't even want to do that movie on this show because I don't want to give them any money whatsoever. Like, you don't even want to hear it, Kelly, the things they do. to. No, like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm a... It's it's not fun. Uh, but yeah, but this is... this. Is, oh, they also did Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> and the Tooth Fairy. No way, really? Yep. Oh, I didn't even see oh, that. Oh, but they do have one Oscar-winning movie on here, actually. They have Whiplash. Oh, really? Wow. Yep. Whiplash was them. That is surprising. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good for them with that one, I guess. Right. But other than that, everything else they do is pretty was, much shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But The Purge, I think, actually works. And now, you will I mean, I've talked about this before. I'm not a fan of The First Purge. But I am a fan of the second one. I am a, a fan of Purge Anarchy. But we'll go through both 
with more of a focus on the second one, I think, right? Right. So let me let me get this out of the way first because we normally uh, like to highlight this. So the original Purge got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 41% on Metacritic. That sounds about right, right to me, right? Um. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'm. I was expecting probably around in the 40s, mid 40s. So that doesn't really shock me too much. No, not at all. And this has Ethan Hawke as the lead character, as well as uh, Lena Headey. Is that how you say it? Henley. Henley. Okay. She is from. For some reason, I thought there was a D in that. Oh, whatever. There um, is a D, but oh. it's that's how with the English accent. That's how it sounds like. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. She is the queen in Game of Thrones. She was a great, great Sarah Connor in Terminator on TV, which was amazing. Uh, she was also the queen from 300. Oh, yes, she was. Absolutely. So, yeah. I. Oh, and the bad guy in the Judge Dredd remake, which actually was pretty good. Good. Yeah. I was pretty surprised about that. But, yeah. So, they're both in The Purge 1. Now, neither of them return for the purge anarchy but the purge anarchy has a little jump step now in the rankings they have a 6.5 on imdb a 55 percent on rotten tomatoes and i don't remember what metacritic has but it's probably in the higher 50s probably the same right. as rotten tomatoes but yeah. that makes sense to me too because this is one of those rare sequels that are better than the original Right, because this is what everybody was looking for in the first one anyway. Yes. You want to be taken outside because everybody's seen Panic Room. Everybody's seen like any type of haunted house movie where they're trapped inside. It's the same kind of setup. Right. Like you guys built a set and you shot on a set yeah. as opposed to having multiple sets or shooting on location. Yeah. Which the- that's a budget thing too, but still. And they made so much money off the first one. So they could definitely go ahead and put some more budget into the second right yeah and it was weird i isn't the purge the uh the movie poster like a weird dummy kind of thing like a ventriloquist dummy almost i know it's the mask but it's it's just but they're actually they're people it's a person wearing the mask yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly it just that one doesn't i love the anarchy one with the new flag and everything like i think they do a great job with that i mean even the with the the god mask is kind of a more yeah that was pretty good intriguing look to it too yeah yeah and i'm normally not a fan of the horror movies that just have the weird creepy masks like what was that movie with uh uh it was with Liv tyler it's like the strangers or something where it's just her and her husband and it's just like a crazy family with white masks that just want to kill people so they show up at their house and it's an invasion movie it's the same it's a house invasion movie. right exactly nothing special about it it's the exact same thing and that's what i you know i felt a little bit like that in the purge as well the first one you know they had to set the scene somehow and this is how they did it. So you want to jump into that? Uh, do we have anything else uh, background to talk about before we jump into this one? I don't think so. All right, let's do good. it then. Yeah. So, so let's see. Uh, came out in 2013. It's an hour and 26 minutes with credits. It's a rated R movie. Um, their budget for this one was only $3 million, And as of that, which came, they all come out in the summer. They all come out around July. Um, uh, their opening weekend, they made 35 and then gross as of September of that year was 65. Pretty so, good. I mean, that's a huge jump. I mean, for horror movies, you usually do really well, but that's a really great jump for yeah. something that's got less than 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. No, absolutely. And, uh, in the actual movie, the purge takes place on March 21st from it's yeah. the spring solstice yep from 7 p.m to 7 a.m the next day and i kind of like that too because it's kind of like a uh the rebirth 
Oh yeah. Like, so, like that's yeah. I like the little things like that to like throw into a movie. Like because it's you don't think extras. about that. Yeah, you don't no. think about that right away. So uh, much appreciated. But okay. So do you want to take us away on the uh, on the start of the first? Sure. I mean, pretty much what it is is you're you're introduced to this family. Um, the they're in a very affluent neighborhood. You find out that the husband, um, Ethan Hawke, sells these security systems that keep people out of your homes, like the barricades, the hurricane shutters, all that stuff that's automated to lock yourself in your barricade yourself in your home. And um, apparently there's a new system that came out this year and they made a crap ton of money. So they were able to actually update their own home and add on to their own home. And this is where you're also introduced to the mother in which she's walking around or she's in her front yard and one of the neighbors comes up, gives her cookies and starts talking about the purge. If you guys are going out, that whole yeah, spiel and right. get a little bit of an introduction of what the purge is. But then you're also getting this really weird air from all the other neighbors that there's other shit going on that you don't know about. Exactly. And uh, the family consists of, like we said before, it's Ethan Hawke and Lita Henny. Yes. It? Yes. And then... Uh, almost teenage or is he a teenage boy and a teenage girl yeah i want to say that yeah because she's they make reference she's 16 or 17 she's minor technically right because that comes into it and then her little brother which i'm assuming is maybe four years younger so 12 13 yeah somewhere around there so yeah it's a typical weird creepy little kid yeah typical family yeah and probably one of the worst kids in any movie ever (laughs) like so fucking annoying Pretty much the cause of all the issues that happen in this movie is this kid as well. Right. Because if he if he hadn't done what he did, none of this story would have even happened. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other things that are set up, but it's all like perfect circumstances where this one decision manages to let all these other opportunities come out for everybody else. Exactly. So basically what happens is they go ahead and the purge starts. So you got the announcement, the same one you heard earlier in the show. You get that announcement. Everyone knows that the purge is commencing. So everyone basically who can will lock down their homes. Or if you're out for the purge, you're out for the purge. Now, I think they only show stuff on TV, basically. But even then, the news media stays away from most of this as well. Like they're not right. going out and because they can easily be killed. Right. Yeah. So it's more I think they're stationary cams all yeah, over. Yeah, they 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 talk about it more in the second one where they're able to log into traffic cams and stuff like that. Like yes. stuff that's already built into the the outside. Um they do talk a little bit about cuz e, uh, Ethan Hawke makes reference to the fact that oh it looks like the Johnsons are going out hunting this year just to, the way that they're all geared up and going yeah. out when the purge starts and stuff like that and i love that they call it hunting which cracks me up right yeah it becomes like a a family thing and it's doing it's the same way as if you ask someone in america now like hey do you vote and they go no people are like you're not doing your civic duty like, right what, what, what are you doing we fought so hard for this like that's basically what people are with the purge absolutely yeah that's the that's the feeling behind it <laughs> which is fucking hilarious like that's and people i'm like and it's, it's like a fourth of july holiday actually because people even like decorate us with the blue flowers or floor that's yep. why you see all the american flags out because this is part of you know your american tradition because technically it is quote unquote helping like when you think of job security that pretty much everyone has you think of the economy being so high basically no other violence through for a whole year the america's killing it literally and figuratively horrible but um what look if this is the purge i could be killed for doing bad jokes but it's not so i'm completely fine at least for now but yeah so i thought 
the start of it was fine, like just as a setup. They throw in some weird moments too because they throw in that uh, the girl who's the teenager has a boyfriend who lives down the street. And the father, it's it's presumed that Ethan Hawke does not like this boy very much. Right, but there's also, they bring up that there is an age difference, so that would be the reason why. Because he's like, what, like freshman in college maybe or like two years old like yeah. bare like yeah no, it's not like a 40 year old and a 16 year old like it's past so like i wouldn't know if you're walking on the street if she wasn't illegal you know like right it's they they have their little canoodling session or whatever <gasps> mm-hmm. where, yeah where you know she's saying oh you can't be here it's the purge you know blah 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 and he leaves so you're like oh okay that's fine but then somehow he he tricked her and ended up staying and getting in the barricade before they shut everything up. All right. So pretty much she leaves her bedroom. He climbs back in and hides in her closet. Apparently. Uh, Not creepy at all, right? No. No. Uh, originally, it was like a Clarissa, uh, Clarissa explains it all type thing. And then it just became creepy. So, right. It, it, went, it went a weird path. Yeah, it did. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about this movie. So then... Once the purge is commencing, basically they they also have their little philosophical debates about, you know, is this really good for the country? You know, that's just what what the boy brings up. He's like, why would okay? Well, then why don't you guys go out and purge? Because we don't feel the need to. Right. Okay. Well, you know, it's still not really answered really well by this family because it's one of those we have the money to protect ourselves, so we just kind of lock ourselves in. Versus, we're not really necessarily supportive of this, but we make a crap ton of money. It's arms dealers. Yeah, I'm not pro war, but I make billions of dollars selling yeah. guns. Like which, it's that, which is the issue that they go into much later on the second movie, and will probably beat to death in the third movie. I'm I assuming as well. Want. Yes, it's hopefully not. Instead of just having more fun and just saying like oh the purge is for everybody and anyone can be killed and blah blah it mostly focuses on poor people yeah class warfare where the rich can afford security and or the machine guns and whatever that you would use during the purge where the poor people are who are getting killed which is decreasing the pop uh, population and hence making you know joblessness go down and the economy go up because you're also not the poor people aren't using welfare and all the other systems that are put out to the government so now they can use money for other things it's all it all works together like that which makes this more than just a horror movie because it goes into a little bit of the politics and socio-economical values of the company of the country but i feel like that comes along with it anyway though like i don't feel like you need to beat that up like it's watching avatar like oh you mean we shouldn't pollute the earth it's bad for (laughs) us like it's like you know i get that of course that's how that's set up that's just how that works rich people don't go to jail anyway like that's just captain planet taught me that a long time ago so (laughs) exactly so why do we need to like you don't have to keep making it like worse and worse and worse and then of course at least they touch on it in the second one a little bit better where okay well if this is how you're really feeling then fight back right and that's the whole that's the great part is that yes you can fight back you absolutely can now technically you're not supposed to kill people electric officials of class 10 or higher but when it doesn't matter why not just do it like when, right. when if there's no one that's going to be able to catch you when you do it, then just do it anyways. That kind of thing. That's the way you fight back. Right. So I, too, agree with you in a way because I wish there were – and you know, I mean, everyone listening to the podcast who's a uh, regular listener knows that I am not a fan of sequels and reboots or soft reboots or whatever it is. 
But in a movie like this, I could have used a couple of sequels that follow more of the second movie before they got into more of the political stuff. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So we'll see what they do with this next one, whether or not either they choose to end it with whatever kind of revolution that might happen during the election year or... If they're going to set it up as a cliffhanger, which I hope they don't, because that'll that'll suck as well. Because don't do that, um, just to make more movies. I'd rather have you then give me a prequel to see where this ended up to this point and show me the first purge and what kind of a nightmare that was. I think there will be a prequel. I think they can easily do the purge beginnings or right the, the purge founding fathers. Like I, I'm sure they can do any of those. The, the kind founding, of right? Or the founding. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So by the way, I we got so excited about going into the purges and talking about them. Uh, I just wanted to also say uh, welcome to all you new listeners. I hope you're Yay. enjoying the show. Yep. Thank you to everyone who listens on a regular basis as well. We very much appreciate it. Don't forget if you can to go rate us on iTunes, uh, preferably five stars if you can, because as that rating continues to grow, we get pushed up the rankings in iTunes. So we'd very much appreciate if you can take the time and do that. And we'll go through all the other plugs later on because there's plenty of other stuff. But I just wanted to welcome new people and thank everyone else as well for joining us and, and enjoying the show. There we go. I got that out of the way. So the purge. So we're inside Ethan Hawke's house now. I'm just going to call him Ethan Hawke. I think his name is James. No, it's James. Whatever. Yeah, but, but it, whatever. It's Ethan Hawke. It's mom and dad. Those are the only two adults you deal with other than your invaders. Right, right. So now, as they're going through their conversations, of you know, their philosophical conversation, just trying to get through the night, basically, the part that changes everything is that a... Now, what is he called in the IMDb? Okay, so in The Purge, he's called The Bloody Stranger. In The Purge Anarchy, he's just called The Stranger. Yeah. So he does not have a full... So we've kind of spoiled, I mean, spoiled it that he makes it to the second movie. Right. But this is... Uh, the, so we'll just call him The Bloody Stranger then. So The Bloody Stranger shows up, and he's probably you know middle-aged guy, maybe even younger, probably. Yeah, I want to say probably, yeah, 32, like yeah. not... Older than 20s. Older than but 20s, not yeah. In, not in his 40s or anything like that. Now, he doesn't seem to be poor or anything like that like it doesn't or he's doesn't a veteran give it, he's he, a veteran he is a veteran yes yeah. so right away they're kind of trying to pull at your heartstrings a little bit like this sucks for this guy because yeah he he's going house to house and they're seeing it on the security cam he's going house to house and he makes it to their house and he's clearly being chased by a group by something yeah by a group or by something that are taking their time like they're oh, in no yeah. rush <laughs> they're, they're hunting no, yeah they are hunting he is trying now does he have a weapon no. No. So he is completely unarmed. Who knows? Did he get caught out in the purge by accident? Like, what? What? The, what is the deal? We don't know. So now Ethan Hawke and the family have to decide, you know, hey, do we let this guy in? Are we technically the cause of his death by not allowing him to come into our house? Well, that comes into it a little bit later because um, it's just the kid who initially sees this on because they're downstairs. She's running and doing her exercises. Ethan Hawke's doing something else. And he's the one who initially sees this on the camera and he chooses to let him in. And then after the fact, once this guy gets into their house and they're now shut in, um, now they're like, what did you do? You can't bring a stranger. We don't know who this is. All that kind of stuff. As well as he didn't just like come in and say hi to everybody. He came in and hid somewhere in their house. Well, like so two big things happen right away because as he comes in and Ethan Hawke's got a gun by the way too so Ethan Hawke has they a gun. are armed yeah, yeah they, they do have a couple guns in the house right because they can they can afford to do it they have some they have some weapon and now it's not crazy it's uh, regular pistols or whatever right but 
he obviously freaks out because the guy's in his in his house. That's for number one. But then also that fucking boyfriend. Right. Tells, you find out that there's technically two people in the house that shouldn't be there. Right. When that boyfriend, when we when we mentioned that he snuck in and blah blah, he uh, scares the girlfriend basically the daughter and says hey you know she's like oh i'm so glad you're here but i'm freaked out that you're here or whatever and he says hey i thought this is a great time to talk to your father about us because now we're locked in the house for 12 hours and maybe i can convince right. him that'd be cool or that's the spiel he gives her yeah that's the spiel he gives her now by the way he could have easily that could have easily been an addition of another character to give drama to the story, but he didn't have to do what he did. It could have been a story of where he has to show through heroics that he is right for his daughter. Like that could have easily been the direction they went. Now, spoiler alert, they did not go in that direction Not at all. No, 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 because what actually happens is while this, when this new, the bloody stranger comes into the house, Ethan Hawke's got him there, like the you know the mother's there. She's basically doesn't she say to kill him? Like they're freaked out because they don't know how he got. They don't want him in the house, right? Right. So they're freaked out then. But then the boyfriend comes from upstairs and says hello, and then takes out a fucking gun and starts shooting at Ethan Hawke. Yeah, <laughs> like, out of nowhere here to, to kill your dad. Yeah. Now that is fucked up on a number of reasons. Right. And for one for one thing, we should probably debate this right here. So why are people so stupid to think that for the year coming up that people are just going to push this under the rug? Sure, it's legal, but do you think that her family is going to be happy that he shot Ethan Hawke? What was the end game here? Right, and I'm sorry, but if you're going after my husband, why wouldn't I out take you? Like, I have no reason to like you. Right. Like, why wouldn't I? Okay, cool. Then I'm just going to take you out as well. You know, like. Yeah, you think like as soon as those alarms go off, because you're trapped in my house. Like, yeah, Yeah, that's exactly like he's going to have. Like, sure, he has a gun. So maybe, and maybe his plan was to go ahead and kill everyone in the family except for the girlfriend. But then, because that's how you win someone over. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Little on the more psychotic uh, serial killer side, but okay. And I guess that's, I mean, that's something that The Purge does though, right? It brings out that craziness, but a almost not justifiable craziness, but a a non-liable craziness. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, it, It's. I mean, it's stupid people are stupid people is really what this breaks down to. And he's clearly one of those people where I'm not going to think about my actions or what the consequences would be. Because, I mean, I can't go to jail for this, but there's so many other things and fallout that you'll get from this that apparently don't even cross your mind yeah because the girlfriend is a basic teenager sure she's mad at her parents for locking her in during right, purge or you know, whatever you to kill them right and i and she does freak out on the guy right. like it's not like she was all happy like yay you're shooting at my dad no so what <laughs> happens is ethan hawk is a better shot then the kid happens to be and he mortally wounds uh the kid and they go up and they have like a I don't know if you call it a tender moment between the girlfriend and now the dying kid. Right. I, it was more of a, what the fuck were you doing? And he's just like, yeah. good job, dumbass. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So he dies. So fuck him. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But during this, uh, this outburst, that gives the bloody stranger time to run away into the house. And hide. Right. So now you've got, where did he go? Is he going to kill us? Like, we have no idea what his motive is. So right. what do we do in this situation? So um, they, the doorbell rings. Yes, and now <laughs> you're introduced to even more psychopaths. Oh, uh, do you want to take this one? 
Oh my god, yeah. So if you the Purge movie, their their main campaign was these very interesting creepy masks. So that's where this gang comes into it, I guess you want to call them, but apparently um what they're called he's called he doesn't have a name the guy who initially rings the doorbell it's he's the uh polite stranger or something like that that's how they list him on imdb and he's i mean he's your harvard graduate he's got his like his pins on and all that stuff like i'm pretty much here to hunt it's my civic duty i'm here with all my other honor students and um you're holding my prey captive so if you don't release him we will break in and kill him and on the entire family family. so we'll just hang out here and you got he gives him an hour yeah maybe it's something like that yeah right so, so now the question is first of all do you find the stranger and give him up or Alive, yeah or do you fight back basically and yeah he's very polite guy. like right. i love i love psychopaths like that by the way oh yeah i think they're the best like that's why if anyone watches jessica jones i won't obviously give away anything really in the show but you know the guy Kilgrave is in the show and he's a badass uh, super villain. He is great as just being that psychotic person who can control anyone, and he doesn't have to get mad. Like he doesn't. No, have it's, to. it's that Ted Bundy mentality where like it's it's a perfect news anchor look and everything. Where you're like, and I got no problem running you down with my. I'll smile while I run you over with my car. Like I don't really. It doesn't phase me because I have that inner monologue's not there. Well, yeah. So why I mean, would I get myself upset? I mean, yeah, he's selling shoes at the mall. Right. And he's got such terrible <laughs> Sorry. Married with Children reference. I had to. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I had to. So yeah, so now so now here's a here's another debate. As yourself, Kelly, if you were in that situation with your family, you know, this group of strangers is out there, there's another guy in your house that you don't know what the deal is. What do you do you turn him over? Do you fight back? What's what's your plan of action? Well, see now, I was thinking about this with the first movie a lot, in the fact that all a great offense is a good defense. Why are none of these homes armed? Like, why is there no external security where I could eliminate the threat outside without actually putting myself in danger? Why do I not have stuff mounted on my house where I could do this or electrified fences? Like, why don't I have those things? Why Attack do I just dogs, have whatever? Right, right. Why do I just have hurricane shutters? Like, that's that well, seems stupid because all I got to do is open up the can to get to you because it's just a can. Right. And they do mention that. They, they mention that in the first and the second movie that a lot of the alarms are just for show. They're it's for the, the ADT people. sign outside. Yeah. It, it doesn't do anything. Right. Like, they're, they're there basically because you've only got 12 hours. So they're assuming you're not going to waste, quote unquote, waste your time getting into a locked place when you can go out and do crazier shit than that. Yeah, that's just it though. Like, I'm sorry, if you've done something to the point where I want to hunt you down... I'll figure out how to tear the door off your house. Like, which also, that's, and we'll talk about what happens in the second hours. movie. Yeah, we'll talk about what happens in the second movie too, because that actually there's a similar right. thing. So yeah, I no, I I totally I totally agree with you. I think that's also one of their differences between the rich and the poor is that the rich don't think that people are actually coming for them. They're they're comfortable looking on the outside and assuming right. that this is not about them. Yeah, it's almost like an unspoken bond anyway, where, you know what, we don't hunt in our community, you go into the city to do that, or you go outside the community, like, we still barricade ourselves in, because you don't know who will come out here, but you don't actually do it out on our yards. Right. Like, where that's pe- their own, like, weird written, it's it's in the HOA, probably, I right. mean, that's what it 
probably comes down to. And what's the only thing strange about that is you would think that in um, in many cases, more of the richer people will be living in the city as well. So then what do they do? Like, do they have the huge ass apartment buildings that are just that really are armed? Like, they've got armed guards around on like, top inside. of that, yeah, right. plus snipers on the outside of the building, plus you know whatever it happens to be. Right. But they don't really go into that that much in no. either of these movies. So maybe in the third movie, we'll see. So, like my so getting back to the original question, it's more along the lines of um, my house would have been on the offense to oh, begin right. with, so that should have <laughs> negated the problem. But um, also, my thirteen anyone under the age of eighteen in my house actually between me and my husband doesn't have the security code to unlock my house to begin yeah, with. Yeah, that was kind but, of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. No. I would have had if if I had kids and were in that situation, they would be in some type of a panic room for the right. for the night that where they could not get out and right. no one could get in, and that right. was it. Like uh, no worries, <laughs> you're you're safe. Sorry, you have to deal with it for twelve fucking hours a year, but that is what you're doing. And plus, it's twelve hours, so technically, I can drug you guys, and you can be all bent and drilled up and sleep through it. So that's probably what I'd do as well. That's another thing too. And by the way, that is what Kelly advocates: is drugging your children during <laughs> the purge. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of if you want to just bent and drill the crap out of your kid before putting them on an airplane. I'm fine with that too, so they don't scream and actually sleep the whole way. They won't remember it anyway, and the rest of us will be a lot happier. I think we need promos for all this. <laughs> Ian hates movies promos the with more Kelly. You know. Yeah, the more yep. <laughs> the star did just go by. That is true. <laughs> but yeah, well so I, I got what you're saying. I for me, just to to turn it back around on myself, obviously I would also want my house to be completely armed. There would be no just a security system because the other thing about a security system is all police and fire and all that stuff is negated there is none of that during the purge so if the alarm goes off no one's coming to help you like the and everyone knows it too it's not (laughs) this isn't a threat that oh no we don't know if the police are coming no the police aren't coming they have to worry about their own family too like all of that so yes i have my my apartment my house whatever it happened to be would definitely be armed to the hilt uh on offense as well as defense but in general, for this question, for this situation, I would have to do what their family did as well, which is help the bloody stranger and decide to fight back instead of being a culprit of literally, basically, you are murdering that person by sending them out. Oh, yeah, you're just them. as liable. Yeah. And plus, I'm sorry, I still wouldn't necessarily trust these idiots to where if I let this person out, you still wouldn't come in and kill my family anyway. Very true. Because I don't know who you are either. Like. Right. Right. You would I the only thing that I might try and even then I'd have to I'd I'd give the bloody stranger a gun or something and send them at, send him out and then also start firing right then and right, there. Right. So that yeah. yeah, you know, the whole playing possible. Send in the cavalry. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's this offense. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. So that is what the family decides to do is to go ahead and fight back. Now still not the smartest with the children. You know, because they don't really, I mean, like I said, that little kid is the worst. He's he's terrible throughout this whole movie for me. And I don't even want to get through, you know, I don't want to get into everything, the, all the no, little no, no. stuff. We're, we're going over it. We're glossing over this one anyway. It's almost like a bloody Home Alone. Like, <laughs> that's Yeah, kind bit. of. And he's like, he's got that creepy, like his little toy robot thing that he rides around the house to spy on people, which is a creepy, like, your kid's borderline serial killer anyway. Like, this is not a good thing 
Right. He shouldn't be doing this. Like, and it shouldn't look like it's an emacerated baby doll. Like, no. Yeah, he's a he's a fucked up kid anyway. He's weird. And I'm waiting to see if he shows up in like the third Purge movie or something, because that's a possibility. That's it's absolutely true. yeah. So and maybe and I, the daughter too. The daughter as well. I don't think they'll have Lena Henny. I don't think she'll show up. No. She's probably too expensive now. Right. But in general, I I could see him showing up. Maybe he's one of the senators and he's actually like for the purge. I don't know. We could we could see. <laughs> but basically they have a fight, you know, obviously the bad guys get in. Ethan Hawke takes out a few of them. Like he actually does a pretty good job, but he right. also gets mortally wounded even though he's right. he's fighting back. Uh, but what they do notice while this is all happening, and obviously everyone's losing their mind. They can't believe this is happening, blah, blah, blah. But what they notice through the security cameras while all this is happening, Ethan Hawke is you know, sacrificing himself for his family and this, and this bloody stranger. The neighbors are also realizing what's happening. So they're starting to arm themselves as well, like they're coming over to help them because this is their neighborhood. And we, you brought that up at the beginning. You know, everyone's all in it together. We're not purging you know hey yeah apparently yeah camaraderie right <laughs> that's what that's what you think is going to happen anyways right so <laughs> they show up all the bad guys get killed all the bad guys you, are taken now out. all these bad guys which i understand like and this is a running theme with these purge movies is apparently the weapon of choice for the rich is machetes oh they fucking love them I don't know if it's that they've seen so many movies like Jurassic Park and like shit they like that. They just want to hack someone to do like that's Maybe not a very efficient like I don't I guess it's more hands on. I mean it's well I mean it's very American Psycho actually. American Psycho and zombie movies. It's true. It's very like hey this is a real life zombie movie to try and like hack someone to pieces or you know, you know I mean, it probably out. would be more satisfying cuz it is definitely more hands on but <laughs> you want to delve deeper into that? Well yeah, it's one of those you know I should but <laughs> I still don't see why you wouldn't have a backup just to be able to defend yourself as well. You know? Oh, you should like, always. If you're going to hack someone to death, go ahead. But like, I'm still going to have a Glock on me. Like, I'm not going to. You should not always go out have with that too. multiple layers of clothing plus like a bulletproof vest and like whatever. Like, you need all of that stuff. Right, but I mean, if you, the baddies are like in nightgowns and dancing around with masks, like, so you guys all did Ian decide to go out and hunt? Like, that's what this <laughs> looks like. I think it's it is a just a weird like, rave hunting thing. I think you're just supposed to expect that psychopaths are going out. Like, I think that's. Yeah, I mean, that's clear. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it's like this movie and we'll talk about it when it comes to the purge anarchy. But what I wanted from this movie was the Warriors meets a horror movie. You get that in the second one where. But right. think about the Warriors where they had a whole gang full of people wearing clown makeup and baseball uniforms while on roller skates and hitting people with bats like that was a gang. And people were supposed to be afraid of them. Like, who's going to be afraid of that? Like, that's not. Yeah, but that's kind of, I mean, that's like the Joker, too. Like, it gets almost comic booky when you start getting to, like, those extreme, like, costumed characters. True. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a Suicide Squad slash The Purge crossover. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be interesting. We still probably have to do that later on, too. You know. I know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. All the, um honor students get killed off pretty much and very efficiently by the way the the older rich people definitely nra has paid off yes they're they're able to take like not even an issue like down like almost sniper style because the other the the family in the house don't even really realize that it is the neighbors at first that are taking these kids out right yeah they don't know what's going on they're just happy you know that they're dying yeah 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 and ethan hawk now ethan hawk passes away right yes yeah 
So Ethanok passes away. The mother and the kids think they're all safe. And unfortunately, that is not the case because they are not a community there for everyone. They are very jealous of the riches that this family has occurred. And they want to do their civic duty. And they want to purge and cleanse their souls. Right, because you've promoted jealousy between us because you've made a crap ton of money on all of us apparently because we all upgraded our systems and that's why you have that new wing on your house or however she puts it and so they're all there to take out the rest of the family so they tie everyone up and they're gonna you know they're gonna ritualistically kill everyone i guess but (laughs) luckily and this is where you know hey not everything gets paid forward but at least you know some people have decency and respect and whatnot right the bloody stranger comes out because he had been hidden for this for this whole time majority of it yeah yep. he comes out and he starts taking out neighbors like like nothing yep and is holding him hostage and basically lets the family go and asks like you know le- the mother hey do you want this one dead like what do you want to do with them stupidly i think this is really fucking dumb and i don't know why they did this but uh the mother says you know there'll be no more purging in this house yeah, there'd be no more killing tonight. So basically, they're sitting there now with her dead husband, a couple of other dead, a bunch of dead people, actually. Uh, within the whole house and the front yard. Yeah, and partially dead neighbors. And now they're all sitting at the table waiting for 7 a.m. to come around. Now, like a minute before or so, one of the neighbors, the lead neighbor, Grace or whatever, she reaches, she tries to reach for a shotgun. The mother, Lena, like just slams her fucking face into the thing and like hits it with a shotgun. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. But does the nose, yeah. Bloody the everything. Yeah. You've been waiting for this person to kind of either get stabbed or something anyway, because she's just that person that you're like, oh, I know, run you down with my car kind of a one attitude. Of those, one of those type of neighbors, too. Super yeah. false. And we're just so super you're here kind of person. Right. And that's, that's why I wasn't like, Come on, you just lost your husband. Like, kill these people. Like, do you really want to deal with them for the rest of possibly your life or whatever? No, no, until no, I'm they... sorry. Yeah. Uh, You're going to have to live it, next it, to my them. My ass is moving. Yeah. So that's not really even an issue. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would hope. Yeah, I would hope Lena <laughs> moves everyone. Maybe to Game of Thrones, wherever, you know. There. We're going to go out of the country where they don't purge. Something something different. But anyway, so that's, that's actually how the movie ends. They end it with, so basically you have left the, the two kids... Uh, the mother, the bloody stranger, and a couple of the neighbors, a few of the neighbors. Yeah, I want to say there's because like, there's six neighbors and we're down to four. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. then uh, they end the movie by saying there's like an announcement that says like this was the best purged ever and it has the highest body count. <laughs> You're right. Hit count. Yeah. And that's and that's the end of that movie. So that's the end of the purge one the, the purge. purge whatever you want to fucking call it let's uh let's take a quick break for a second and then we'll be right back nothing is ever going to be okay again all right and we're back we had to play a little bit more of the Ooh. clips you know before we went on to the purge anarchy now i'm super excited for this one because right? i really do like this movie this isn't technically a hateable movie for me anyways right and the fact that i got a 56 and you're not like i don't know i think you could have gave me a little bit for a horror movie there was a lot more depth to this than i probably would have put this at like a 68 percent yeah somewhere yeah. around there yeah like maybe even a passable scene maybe a 72 
yeah, but around in, that. Yeah, but in general, I understand that this is also going to make people a little political too, and that's not oh. always the type of movie they want to see. So uh. you know that that kind of shit happens. But this movie is completely different than the first movie. Oh yeah, yeah. They go off the same concept. Now this takes place a year later, so it's 2023, and right. once again, it is it is March 21st, so it's the afternoon before they start the purge. Right, there's three hours or like two hours and 46 minutes to the next commencement or whatever. And it is takes place in L.A. So you actually know a location now versus the rich burbs of somewhere in California, somewhere, more yeah. than likely. Wherever the fuck. But yeah, yeah this, this, is, this one is in Los Angeles. And you start this one completely dissimilar to the last one as well. Right. Basically, we're done with that. There's, no, there's only going to be one thing we're going to talk about from that movie later on, which we already kind of... Alluded to. Yeah. So we start the movie with one of your lead characters, and she's a, you know, like a a mother who seems to be possibly single, and it turns out that she is. And she's working at a, a basic diner. Diner. And it's Purge Day. So everyone also, by the way, we didn't say this, and we probably should have. Kelly, stay safe. Right. Because that is what <laughs> everyone says to each other as this afternoon slash night is. Right. You know, it's, it's yeah. And, and peace be with you. Like, it's that kind of a, uh, it's just yeah. what you do. May you cleanse your soul, you know, do right. your civic duty, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So you meet her and you meet her kind of sassy friend, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Like, you can tell she's probably pretty annoying, but maybe working in a situation like that, she's fun, you know. Yeah. It's one of those. You're not expecting it's not your, you know, it's not your 52-year-old diner babe who's been there since the 50s. One of the things that the mother wants to do is she wants to ask for a raise as well. So we'll we'll come back to that later uh, and the reason why she wants to get a raise. But before she goes home for the purge, she wants she wants to see if she can get a raise for uh for her family. The next right. person we meet is the badass that is going to be completely awesome throughout this entire movie. Uh, it is now. I Rumlo. always, huh? Rumlo, yeah, <laughs> it's is Rumlo from Captain America. Yep. yep, exactly. Now I forget his real name. Uh, we actually don't say his name. No, no, yeah. but I mean his real, real name. Oh, uh, Frank. Um, Frank Grillo. Yeah. Yes, he is awesome. I, I've yeah. always been a fan of him, uh, and I'm glad. So you see him basically suiting up. Like he's checking his weaponry and everything, and and then they go on to the next thing. But basically, you realize he's going to be doing something. Oh, he will be purging. Purge. Yeah, like he, he, he looks. Yeah, he looks like he's participating in this purge. Uh, yeah. And then you meet one of the most annoying couples of all fucking Ugh. time. Yeah, this was this is the only tough part I had to get through a little bit because uh, yeah, they were a little tough. But it was a it's a not even middle aged. They look like they're in their twenties. Oh, no, yeah. It's one of those, well, we don't bet our people before we get married because you can just get married and divorce now because you don't actually have to date anybody. Let me go on that little rant. So that's what's kind of going on <laughs> no, here. Is hey, like, rant away. It's prob- Ian hates movies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we've probably been married for like six months and I realized that, you know what? I don't really like you and you don't really listen to me and I'm kind of a bitch. So we're probably going to separate. Right. So that's what's going on in this particular um, lovely car scene. Yes. Driving for whatever reason into downtown LA on purge night. Yes, here's one of the stupidest things is I don't know why anyone goes out on purge day at all. Like right. I would not be going to work. I would <laughs> not especially if you drove you you don't know what's gonna happen. Like right. anything can happen with your car, with your public transportation, with whatever. Like why would you even take the chance? Right. It doesn't and I understand. I, I mean, and that is probably why the waitress the mother has to work is because she's poorer 
and doesn't have the money. So you're forced to work, which is another right. thing. So rich people can take off. Rich people can say, hey, I'm not going to work today, blah, blah, blah. But poorer people can't. So maybe they're not as prepared. Right. Because but there's no excuse for this particular couple. Oh, no excuse whatsoever. driving their Ford Fiesta into downtown <laughs> L.A. for gas, apparently. And they never really allude to you where they are going. But like... Well, There's this only is... two hours left. Why aren't you halfway up to Santa Barbara by now? Like, I don't understand. I, I know where they were going. They were driving to the sister because they were going to tell her or she wanted to tell her that they are separated and getting a divorce. Yeah, That's they where they're going. Like, where? Oh, no, no. Yeah, you're right. That's they don't I'm tell saying. you where. But that was the destination. That was the reason why they were why they were yeah, going I'm sorry. I'm, my, my ass is sleeping over your house the night before, and I'm not leaving your house. Like, I'm not leaving Purge Day. Hey, I totally agree. I completely understand. <sighs> so we, we flip away from them for a second, so you yeah. know they have some turmoil, because Ooh. you can tell already that he doesn't want to get separated, but she Which wants weird, to get she's separated. weird, she's a bitch. But yeah, she doesn't seem like the greatest person to want to stay with. No, but that's not just. Whiny, but he yeah. also is a whiny bitch, too, so I can understand why she might not want to be with him as well. True. I, you know, Both of them seem relatively unlikable. You know, just that basic <laughs> They've attracted boring each couple. other for some reason. Yeah. yeah. They're the basic boring couple that attracted each other. Like. <laughs> but yet, the boring couple goes out on Purge Day for some reason. It makes no sense. So they're, they're the stupid boring couple, really. Yes. So yeah. now they flip back to the waitress, and she's she's walking home, and you get a little taste of what it's like on downtown LA on Purge Day because people are trying to sell Uzis and random right. weapons and you know all that kind of stuff. And we by got the way, anything you need to defend yourself, and we take any form of payment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Did you, by wait, the way, wait, give the list of what weapons are illegal or you know between the class four and class five? I can tell you what class five is. Okay. Um, and then I do, I was able to pull up something along the lines of, here we go. Okay. So your class one weapons would be, um, any sports weaponry. So that would be your, uh, that's your bows and arrows, crossbows. That's, um, shotguns. Um, as long as they're not automatic shotguns, that's class one, all legal weapons mentioned previously, which should also be all your handguns. Um, class three is, um, your pistols, their, um, uh, any of your bolt action rifle guns and stuff like that. That's your class three and class four are assault rifles and uh, auto shotguns. Right. So is, anything is class four, anything class four or above, you're not allowed to use. No class four and below is permissible. Right, anything that's right. Above class four is not, right. I did not so want to class... lead people in the wrong direction. Right. No class five is your, almost your military grade. I mean, we're talking, flamethrowers beyond a certain type of footage apparently so if it throws past 10 feet it's an illegal class 5 versus a class 4 um any type of grenade um uh, mini missile launchers anti uh, any type of like that kind of stuff and then class uh five explosives would be like your c4 and your high-end explosives as well as your grenades because that's considered a military grade weapon exactly so yeah so they're the the guys you know he has assault rifles he has other things that he can go ahead and sell because that's also a separate market for people now absolutely yeah why make money on this thing why wouldn't you want all that kind of stuff now that you're now that you're with the new founding fathers of america you know the nffa or whatever because they have you'll you'll meet a separate a separatist group maybe is the way to put it uh later on yeah Yeah, pretty much yeah it's a militia yeah big words there so yes (laughs) she makes it through and then you meet you meet this creepy guy in her building and he's a character. I mean, yeah, he's any a type of low, actor. low, yeah, any type of low range building. I mean, you always deal with that kind of like 
who uh, will shout all lovely, beautiful things to you as you walk by or enter your building. Yeah, he, I mean, he says, you know, hey, I can protect you, you know, like all that kind of stuff. But it feels like they have it, not a in relationship. A very kind of way. Well, oh yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> he's a creep, and it's completely understandable why she blows him off probably almost every day. I would assume yeah. he tries for her. Well, and, and the other thing is, it's more than likely she was probably nice to him and was like, no, that's okay. But like, I can't say that. Like, you clearly don't aren't getting this. So I'm going to just try to ignore you and walk past you now. Yeah. And that's basically kind of what happens. She's just like, oh, no, I got to go. So she goes upstairs and she's living with her teenage daughter as well as her elderly father. Right. And, her and I would even yeah. say like 19, almost 20. Like, she's not a minor. Like, this is somebody who's probably about to start college like at that age yeah i could see that i could see that for sure and then the elderly father is sick and he's very irritable and he you know he hates he hates the purge and the daughter is the political one because she's watching uh carmelo who is a anti now i swear i they must have not had the money for sam jackson because that's sam jackson character if i've ever seen one yeah, but like the funny thing is, is when I initially saw him, I was like, "Oh my god, is that Arsenio Hall?" Okay, no, it's not. Cool. No, it's not. He has a, Ooh. but he has like a white beardish kind of thing. Too, right. Doesn't he? Yeah, or am I thinking of someone else? I might be thinking of someone else. No, no, it's it's a mix in kind yeah. of a. But he is completely so it's an older person. Yeah, he's completely anti-establishment, rage against the machine. He's got you know their their, their signature is the NFFA sign with a big X through it. Like they are talking about now is the time to fight back. The purge is just meant to keep the poor down while they line their pockets. Like you need to fight, right. but we need to make instead of pretending like this is going to go away or trying to defend ourselves, we need to fight back. Right. And We've the only way, yeah, the only way things are going to change is if their blood is shed. And that's a great message because that is which is the, completely oh, true. It's the only way things change. <laughs> it is unfortunately that is the only way things change is when higher ups are taken out not when there is bloodshed of whatever unfortunately we see plenty of instances where things go terrible and things don't get changed in when you go after higher-ups like that and things happen things get changed and that's what this movie is kind of showing later on right so that's a big deal and you know the the elderly grandfather is like ah this guy he doesn't do anything he's not gonna do he's nothing propaganda blah 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 yeah but he just hates the purge night as well Right. But he doesn't think that anyone's going to change anything. Right. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So he tells he tells you know his his daughter and his granddaughter don't disturb me. I'm, I'm headed- gonna take a nap. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this right now. I don't I'm deal with any of that. They they then cut from him and they go back to Frank Grillo and he is still preparing you know getting ready and you see some press clippings around his apartment basically about a drunk driver and a death. Uh, the guy getting off on a technicality like you see all these headlines so right. you know oh i guess he's the one who's been wronged like something happened yeah, to it's someone. Still one of those, it's yeah. is this is this venge it's a vengeance kind of a versus yeah or uh, a vigilante justice yeah you can tell grillo isn't the bad guy but he's going out for revenge some right. purge, some purge for revenge. You know that's that's, right. what, that's what he's doing. Yeah. But so I'm evening the the justice where justice fails. I'm I'm fixing this. Right. And so uh, a woman shows up to his door. It turns out to be his ex-wife because she he mentions that she's remarried. You know, go back. He tells. Go stay her, with your other family. Which, by the way, if this only happened a year ago, I know. You're I'm a, a little. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I was surprised <laughs> about like, that too. 
whoa like yeah, really that was really it, quick like, he, probably, he probably had some sort of nervous breakdown and has this like little psychotic thing but i'm not gonna get remarried within a year after my kid getting run down and my husband going like i'm gonna take a break from people for a while and they don't specifically say it's a kid, but you can tell if if the wife is separated and you right, know, don't do this. It won't yeah. bring him back. Yeah, you know what's going on. You, you can tell if if you don't know what's going on, you should be watching Paranormal Activity or something. Right, like, you'll enjoy the crap. Yeah, out of that's that. way more up your alley. <laughs> right, but at least the, yeah, you'll be able to follow that one. At least this one, yeah, you should be able to follow a little bit. So you know, he she kisses him on the cheek or whatever, and and she leaves, and he goes back to preparing. Then we go back to the uh, the annoying. For some reason, they fucking stop at a store. Don't know why you're doing this. Makes Cheetos. no sense to me. And probably I would I would call this probably the only jump scare in the movie, which I was happy about. Was as he's getting in the car, they're arguing back and forth, and then all of a sudden, a guy with a mask, like painted face with a hoodie, just hits him on the side and knocks him out of the way of his own door and then looks creepily at both of them and then walks skateboards away to his gang of other masked (laughs) individuals yeah uh gang members and whatnot whatever they happen to be group of teenagers whatever the fuck uh but this is also where uh you see the guy with the god mask He's got the white mask and it just says God on it. And there are these weird skeleton masks and everything. They put a little bit of work into it. I, I thought they did a good job with everyone's right. kind of setup and everything. And they've got dirt bikes and a big caravan or a big creepy it, rapey van. Yeah, it's very bad ice cream trunk. 1950s milkman delivery van. Right. Now, I'm still not sure. I, I think I know why that whole scene happened. I think I know. Do you? Yes. What's your theory? So what I think was, so, I mean, let's skip ahead for a second. So when they start driving away, because they're freaked out, when they start driving away on the highway, their car, st- you know, breaks down basically because they're, what is, what is cut? Is it their gas line? It's not the okay, gas line. So, no, no, no. So what they, what he said, my power steering, it's their hydraulics. Oh, it's literally. the hydraulics. So what I'm guessing is the guy was underneath their car cutting the wire at the time they both came back so instead of just crawling out and or waiting for them to get and worried about being run over and over he just got out and instead of walking away where it would be like oh they might see him come out from under the car he just right. bumped into him as an aggressive force so that knowing that that guy is a pussy that he would not do anything about right. it like that's what i guess do you have Plus, a different I mean, theory? honestly as as a gang member i'd absolutely take the chance to just scare the hell out of these people like that would because you can see that these people are stick out like sore thumbs like there's no reason why you should even be here right now so you're automatically a target to begin with yeah they're enjoying themselves whatever they're going to do tonight right it's gonna be bad he's all he's all freaked out she's all freaked out they still get in the car and they're like okay we gotta we gotta get out of here i'd also like to point out that if this is just your hydraulic fluid um be a man and fucking drive your car without power steering like your car doesn't die it's just a little harder to turn the wheel like why do you stop so what? i'm also assuming that they probably cut brake lines yeah, too which I think, is part of that but they did brake on the bridge right so that's they must have done something else there must have been some other yeah. line too because you're but right they would have just he would have continued to drive even though it wasn't turning properly. I'm sorry. This thing can run into the ground. I'm getting as far away from down. Like, I will sacrifice the car. And I'm sorry. It's a crappy Ford anyway. Right. So you're out 20 grand. 
They're right. Yeah. BMW, and you just keep going. He tries, you know, he tries to call, you know, for a tow truck, and he's like, "I'll pay three times." Of course, the tow truck isn't coming out because why? Do, okay. Because they also might be setting up the tow truck driver to kill him. Like any right. anyone has to be on their guard all the time because you never know who's there to purge and who actually really needs help. Right. So yeah, it's kind of fucked up that way. So they realize <laughs> they realize their car is stalled out on the bridge going down into downtown Los Angeles. So and what they do is they run towards downtown. I I don't think they could so much sense. Well, if they just follow the bridge though, I'm not sure that would have been any better because God and his group of posse guys show up like right behind them and what i did love was started like waving their machetes at them like oh and like i love whenever someone who thinks yeah whenever someone who knows they have the upper hand they like give the effeminate wave (laughs) you're like yeah yeah, like hey we're now yeah yeah, we're about to kill you like hey uh we're right here (laughs) i know so yeah they they run into downtown la so you know they're in for some trouble you go back now again. So they do a lot of cutting around, getting these separate stories situated, right. which I which I like. It's uh, that's that's a fine way to start this movie is to get a little bit of character development in, which horror movies don't often get to do. No. So at least now you get a feeling for who these people are and kind of whether you care about them or not. Right, because they're trying to grab groups that you could possibly relate to. Uh, so they go back to the mother and daughter. And they realize, well, well, they've the, oh, they boarded themselves into yes. their apartment, so and they, they have they a have gun, windows, barricades, all stuff. Yes, they do have minor weaponry. Um, yeah, and then it's uh, so Grandpa's laying down, and the initial purge is on. So they're doing the reading of, hey, just at the commencement of the purge, blah, blah blah. They're cooking dinner. They're trying to just figure out how they need to get through this night. Right, and it's a. I mean, they're obviously a little tense. Shocking. Yeah, that's a that's a given. Uh, you also get to see Frank Grillo and his awesomely armored car that he has put together for himself. Very Mad Max. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. And you know he's just like armed to the hilt. He right. Is, he is ready to go and he's searching for someone. Right. You, just, you, you assume who it is. So right. you're, you're assuming he's, he's on his way there. So after the alarm goes off and dinner is almost ready, uh, the girls go ahead or actually the daughter goes ahead and goes to check on the grandpa. Grandpa. Unfortunately, he is not there. So, Kelly, what happened to Grandpa? Um, so she finds a note, and it's pretty much what he's saying is that you guys know I'm dying, and it really hurts me to see you guys struggling so much. So what I decided to do was I'm going to be a martyr tonight for a rich family. They've already wired me a hundred grand. It'll be put into your accounts today or tomorrow or whatever. Um, and please don't, you know, dwell on this too much. This is something I felt like I needed to do, kind of a deal. And the daughter's freaking out. The mother knows exactly what's going on. It, it, it is a surprise. Like, it's one of those, this is something that I kind of figured my dad would do. Like, it's, like, she's immediately accepted it as opposed to, like, the daughter's like, we have to hunt him and find him. He had to leave a note for us to find, like, he's not doing this for you, for you guys to rescue him. He's doing this because he's trying to actually rescue you financially. Right. Because the, the, the medicine is costing too much. That's why she needed the raise in the first place. Right. And he knows he's dying. So why not martyr himself for his family? And... They they do show a clip. They do show a clip of where he is now. Awesome. So very very uh, psycho. Yes. very American psycho. He is he is dressed in his tux. Uh, a nice car takes him to a mansion, 
and in this mansion it's a very rich well-to-do family and they're all dressed well and their hair's all done and they all just have weapons and all machetes yeah all machetes yep they're just gonna chop and there's plastic on the ground and stuff and they're just gonna chop the fuck out of him and kill him but they get See, up- I'm kind of waiting for them to do the up close of the machete and it'd be like made by like, it's like Eddie Bauer edition of machete or something. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Right. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Because you know that they're going to, I mean, if it's for rich people, like, you know, Coach is going to put out a machete. Like, Louis Vuitton is going to make like a special, like, oh, Louis Vuitton. No, no slip grip kind of machete. Leap year reference. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind calling my machete Louis instead of saying? calling a fucking bag of thing of luggage. <laughs> <laughs> It gives it a little bit more gravitas. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, pretty much it's, yeah, they're all standing around him ready to do this. And I just love that clearly they're in, like, the parlor. But it's just nothing but painters, uh, plastic everywhere. Because, God forbid, because blood does not come out of Berber. That's why. I'd, I'd imagine not. <laughs> I'd imagine not. I just have no idea what Berber is. So Very expensive carpet. Oh, well, that's carpet. Like, who has but... who has money for carpet? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> fancy I, people I, yeah i don't i don't get this i still have the same rug for when i was in college mm. yeah that says that says a lot about ian i think ian would be taken out in the purge if anything you know, if, if only we could just you know stream this thing live and people could see all the epicness that is our backgrounds at some point it is gonna happen we're getting there we're getting there we have to have the right equipment i do not settle yeah. for less i do not settle for less this if this was the purge this is like my purge is i have to have everything perfect yeah so yeah everything's got to be perfect so while this is all happening so by the way here's where you start getting a little political as well is she mentions the mother mentions to the daughter because the daughter's freaking out going why would he do this why would he do this and she goes this is how rich people purge she goes they they pay to get someone to come in their house where they're safe and kill people and that's no, she, I mean, she did preference that with it's usually older pe- people who are dying. Yeah. Like it's sick and the older people is, is who they they don't do want this. someone fighting back if they change their mind. That's true as well. Yeah. So it's all that. Of course. Of course that would happen. Do you think it wouldn't? No, I, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So also during this time, you get to see a whole like montage of the different groups of people that are going out for the purge. So you see all the crazy mass people. You see a school bus full of like gang members with axes and guns. Uh, you see people walking and beating people with bats. Uh, you see flamethrowers. You know, people all that. getting run- mowed down by cars. Like, yeah, all the good. I love all the CCTV kind of shots that they do. Actually, yeah, they did a good job out of all that stuff. Uh, so then you you meet up again with the annoying couple. And they are still being kind of chased by that group from before, the ones that cut, you know, their their transmission and whatnot right, right, right. in their car. But they're far enough away from them that they're not like right on their heels. But what was right. nice, what was I thought was funny was they tried to hide in a dumpster, and there was already a dead body in there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're trying to never-ending story it, like you're trying to jump in and hide from the bullies in the fucking dumpsters that is not the way to go you need to be a little bit smarter than this right because then you've also trapped yourself in a metal drum where they could just shoot you and leave you yeah why why would you yeah why would you trap yourself at least run like right try something you need to be better about that like have some pride but i mean you've kind of already set yourself up where like i mean these guys are so so far out of their element where this isn't even I, i really wouldn't find them hard to be hunted at all 
No, no, they're not the. They make nothing but rookie mistakes too, and all she does is scream. So I would have taken her out immediately. You are way (laughs) too screamy and scream. Like if I'm trying to sneak around shit and like random crap scares you, no, uh, no, I'm executing you right off the bat. Well, she specifically does something later on that gives them away as well. So we will go into that. We'll go into that later. But yeah, so basically they're 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 still banking around trying to see how are. How are these people going to kind of come together? Because you know that's you know that's coming. So how does everyone get together? Yeah, where's the intertwine? So one of the major intertwines apparently is that that guy from the from the downstairs area of the uh, mother's apartment building. He the, yeah. has been saving his money for years apparently, and got himself a barrier buster shotgun. So <laughs> he is just even the stuff they put up means nothing. He just blasts through. And right. Unfortunately, this seems to be something worse than death because he's looking to rape both of them, and probably kill them too. But yeah, yeah, or or make even worse, like make them his girlfriends for a night, and then try to see if this relationship's gonna last. I don't. Right. You know, once again, people in this movie don't technically have foresight into at all. What's gonna happen for the rest of the year and on and on. But yeah, so he's a freaky, he's drunk it seems as well, which and he's a scary guy. He's a scary guy and neither neither of them would be able to take him on and No, no, no. On top of it uh, just the firepower that he has is anyway, like even if you were to disarm him, I couldn't see this going well for either of them. No. And they left the gun on the kitchen table cuz they weren't carrying it around expecting anything like this to happen. Right. Right. So one of the other big things that we kind of glossed over was that at one point uh, during their montage, they showed montage. They showed a couple walking. <laughs> Kelly, you need to laugh into that mic. <laughs> I know you're doing pa- partially a show oh, for that's me. That's so awesome. That's, <laughs> thank you. I need that to be my new text message alert. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can't steal that clip for montage. Uh, Yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you got to remember that. You got to laugh. Ian needs laughter for his jokes. It initially comes out silent. I'm not trying. I Well, that's what I mean. So try to put some air <laughs> behind it so that it comes out on the podcast. I need my ego stroked, all right? That's what I'm saying. And everyone Ayo. needs to know how funny I am. So that's, True. It is Ian Hates Movies, by the way, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, montage, man. Montage. So, so the, ah! whoa, hey, hey <laughs> so, so the couple is walking across and they've got like shotguns or assault rifles themselves and a Mack truck is coming down the road and they kind of give it a look like, what is this guy? You know, what, what are they doing? Right. You don't usually see this type of equipment. Yeah, but they like don't people, seem to... People take over buses and stuff. Like You don't see somebody stealing an 18-wheeler. Right, and they don't seem to care either. They don't give it much mind because they just take a look at it and then they keep walking. And then as they walk by the back, the back door opens and there's a fucking guy there with a minigun. Like the chain gun. It almost, yeah, it almost looks like a Gatling gun. Thing yeah. Is, Jesus. Yeah. It's a chain machine gun because it has to load to go in a circle and then fire right. all those rounds. And it is hundreds of rounds. And he oh, just yeah. rips apart those yeah. two people and he's got a hat on and like the blue blocker shades and an apron like he's doesn't want to get blood on his clothes like splashback yeah. and his hat actually has an american flag on it it does well because you yeah. know this is this is your civic this duty is, it's your patriotic duty exactly you know blessed be the founding fathers uh and as soon as he's done 
killing these two. The back is closed and it it keeps on moving. So that's a big deal because before this guy entered, did a little home invasion on on the mother and daughter, before that happened, they saw that same truck outside of their apartment and they saw guys in armor get out as well. Oh, yeah. This looks like SWAT team. Like this is full riot gear kind of stuff. So they're already wondering, oh, shit. Well, first of all, what's happening there? But now right. we've got this guy trying to rape us. Like, this is not good at all. Right. So yeah. basically, of course, the mother is saying, you know, hey, don't do anything to my daughter. You know, just me. You know, all that. Right, right, uh, right. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, setting herself on fire. For, and the worst you know, part of this whole movie, that the only scene that made me go, oh, you can't lick someone's face. Oh, that was so oh gross. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... He he starts to hear things. He starts to hear things, and of course, he's already paranoid as fuck. Because right. who thinks knows? This is the grandpa. Yeah, he thinks the grandpa, and he's going in there to kill him so that he can go rape his daughter and granddaughter because he's a right. fucked up person. <laughs> and I mean, to say the least about it, that's that's yeah. you know that's his plan. Light about it. Yeah, uh, he goes out there, but it is not the grandfather. Obviously, we know that because we know that the grandfather is dead. You know, he yeah. or is going to be dead whenever right. whenever it happens. Uh, it is actually him getting ripped apart by <laughs> shotguns and machine guns or whatever, awesome. because now those armored guys have broken in to the building. To the building. Uh, so are they there to help? Are they there to kidnap? And yeah, what are you here for? Yeah, this is like military. This is not random purchase. This is clearly a uh, together operation. This was a planned out thing. Right. Now, let's uh, put everyone's mind at ease. They were not there to help. They no. were absolutely not there to help. <laughs> Wasn't that kind of a movie? No. Everything sucks in Purge. <laughs> you're, you're fucked. So they were hiding in the closet. Uh, obviously, they're, they're military trained guys, most likely. They found them. And they tell their commander they have two perfect people for his personal Purge. Yes. Big Daddy, we have yes, two Big more Daddy. for you. I forgot his name for a second. Yep. Yeah. He's actually an incredibly famous character actor, by the way. I'm so bad with those names, though. I don't oh, even know okay. who it is. It's Jack Connolly. Um, oh, okay. But he mostly plays those type of sergeants, type of drill. Like, he's that kind of... He's not comedic in other forms. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, you see him in these kind of roles. Well, he's good at it. Right. <laughs> he, he is good at it, that's for sure. Uh <laughs> So they rip the they rip the women down the stairs. Basically, they're dragging them by like their hair, like throughout right. the building to try and get them outside. And there was a pretty brutal like I don't think the like stabbing of people in movies is brutal or anything like that. But at one point, this this police officer or whatever he is, military guy, government guy, whatever he is, picks her up and tosses the mother like four feet in the air onto the <laughs> cement ground. And yep. that's where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't care about any of the other stuff. Like someone getting ripped apart by a by a machine gun or a chain gun matters not to me. But just right. seeing a woman being picked up and thrown. Thrown. It's just ridiculous. Like and it looked really good on the movie. Like it looked yeah. realistic. Uh so they're taking him out and it is the guy it is the guy in the truck. The same one yes. we saw rip apart. Yes. Yeah. Now you get into kind of a, a moment where now you're gonna connect everyone. Because Frank Grillo, he's been driving around and, you know, he'll he'll drive by a place where there are a bunch of people with machine guns shooting cars. So he'll have to his plan was not to go through downtown L.A., 
but his car got diverted there because he's not trying for any trouble. He knows where he has to be, but people are doing their own purging. Right. I mean, if you think traffic in L.A. is bad to begin with, let's give people carte blanche to do whatever the hell they want. So that's it's really just the nightmare of him trying to get pretty much to the burbs, apparently. Yeah, that's where that's where he's going. And yeah, it just seems that, nope, unfortunately, he has to go down through downtown L.A. And he happens upon the two women that we were talking about, the mother and the daughter, being held by government men and having the Mack truck with the guy in the back that has a chain gun basically right now once again i like the little things in movies so when he started to come up the hill he has turned off his lights so he is not attracting attention to himself because he could have easily had his lights on and gotten attention but he was smart enough not to do that because it seems like he has some background as well there's some training there like he's clearly not one of the idiots who are in this movie right he has tactical gear, he has an armored car, and he knows, you know, how to be stealthy, you know, whatever right. you want to call it. And what he's talking and he's talking to himself as he's seeing this all go down, just drive. Yeah, just drive just, away. Just drive away. drive away. Just drive away. But he can't. He can't because he's one of the good guys and you know how that goes. You, you got to help the purge. It's, it's two women there, you know, whatever. Maybe it's being sexist. Maybe it was two guys he would not have stopped. Uh, but he did because he saw this mother, you know, most likely daughter uh, out there being, you know, almost about to be executed. killed. Yeah, like executed. Like you're, you're watching people being executed. Right. So he takes his probably what AR-15, maybe something. That sounds right. Yeah. Something like that. He sneaks up on them and he kills the guards. He kills a couple of the guards that were holding them. He goes ahead and he takes out. And I like this, too. It's one of my favorite things. It's very John Wick. Uh, <laughs> he... He realizes that sometimes using a machine gun isn't going to work because they have the the bulletproof vests on and everything because they're tactically built. These these yeah, government yeah, guys, absolutely. yeah, they have their protection on. So he takes out a handgun at one point after he kills the two holding the the women. He takes out the handgun, runs at the guy as he's holding his head back, is pumping bullets into his stomach, like because yeah. at that range you know that bulletproof vest is not... It's going to cut through. Yeah, it's Absolutely, not stopping. Yeah. And it's very punch-shoot, like John Wick does in almost right, every and it's scene. One of those, and it's, it it's shows that you're not scared. Like, it's it's a more into... It's almost like if you were to go up and stab someone. Like, it's, I'm willing to put myself this close to you because I know I can take care of you. Like, I can take you out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is way more... He knows what he's doing. He's not afraid to use his weaponry. He's not afraid to get close, which a lot of people would be because they'd be worried, oh, this person's going to shoot me. This person's going to be able to do some evasive attack maneuver. He's not right. worried about that, which is right. good to know. It's it's character development. It's something you're you're seeing as the movie progresses, which is nice, right? It's nice to see that in a movie. In a horror movie. I know, in a horror movie especially. Uh, so he then takes out, so he takes out that guy, obviously. Then he takes out like two more, being pretty tactical with his shots, takes out two more, and then kind of gets a little surprised by the guy that's in the truck because that guy's not armored out. He's just got his apron on, it seems, yeah, anyways. Yeah, he's got his splash, he's got his wet zone. Yeah, and basically just out of instinct shoots him twice, like gets him right. across the face and gets him probably somewhere in the body or so. Right. Enough to take him down down yeah so he's he's down and really now he's looking and what's great as well is he doesn't just zone in on the women he's looking around with his gun out ready right. to shoot anyone else 
that happens to have heard what he did or any of the same people that happen right. to be around in the area. Or so, could still be in the building. Like there's, yeah, you're not you're not out of the woods by any means. Exactly. He knows what he's doing. Now, while this is happening, the two uh, annoying couple, the, the annoying couple, I just like calling them that. Yeah, the, that's true. The annoying couple have run away enough from the gang that was chasing them and they find Grillo's car and realize that the back seat is unlocked. Now, for some reason, that seems to be the best place for them to hide. It's a car in the middle of the street. And they don't go for the front seat. They just go for the back seat because it's unlocked. And they hide right. you know, down in the little crevice that they can. That, to me, is ridiculously stupid. It makes no sense whatsoever because... They're still out in the middle of place. Someone's right. going to come I'm along sorry, and the see the car. If the car's unlocked, I'm going to see if, I don't know, can I drive this away That's to the get other away thing. from downtown yeah. LA? And I'm ta- also, if it's unlocked, more than likely, since it's not blown up, that person might be coming back to right. their car. Yeah, they're not very street smart at all. At all. No, not at all. Uh, so another another kind of cool scene is when, obviously, the two women aren't sure if Grillo is a helper or can right. still Are you go here ahead to execute me too. Yeah, right. They, he could do whatever um, to them because they're helpless. Uh, but he looks around and he walks away. He walks away, and you're like, "Oh, is he gonna? Is he gonna leave them?" He has a second thought, and he turns back around and just gives them a little nod. That's it, and they know come with him. So right. they make it. They make it back to his car. And get in, and obviously he is freaked out because those two stupid idiots are in the back seat. Or in the back of his car. Now, to be honest, they did stumble upon the best situation they could possibly be in, right. which Somehow. is of no fault of their own. Right. Yeah, they're just they're just idiots. Uh, so he's free. He's telling them to leave, but they're like, "Oh no, we're we're not here to purge. We got stuck outside. We're we're unarmed. Please let us come." Now, the only reason why he lets them is because while this is happening, the guy in the truck, in the Mack truck, is slowly getting up and getting right. to his chain gun. Right. <laughs> so Which it they're is parked very close to. Yes, very close. So they are they gotta move. <laughs> they right. gotta fucking move. Plus not I'm only have that to rip you out of my car. Yeah. Not only that, but you also have the the rapey van and the motorcycle the the dirt bike guys. Yeah. They're all right. coming as well from the opposite side. So everyone's just like, We gotta get the fuck out of here. Go. So Grillo starts Grillo starts driving and the chain gun guy starts shooting. And now the car is armored. So you're thinking everything's good. I mean, the car's fine. He's just shooting his chain gun. And then what actually happens is the van with the dirt bike gang members or whatever, they actually end up taking a lot of the fire and get right. kind of almost kind of chased by the Mack truck guy. Right. Kind of. Basically, they kind of take care of themselves. And that leaves Grillo and his now band of misfits uh, <laughs> to, to drive away and escape. Yes. Right. Unfortunately, they don't make it that far no. because what happens is the car starts having trouble. Not the same type of trouble as uh, no, as these idiots. These are legitimate yes. troubles because it's armor-piercing rounds and he they managed to crack the engine block. So that's pretty much going to disable your car, period. Right. And while before this happens, you know, Grillo's pretty much yelling at everyone, you know, like, why were, why were those people in your apartment? Like, blah, blah, blah. Why, why are you out during the purge? All the, all the questions to see. And they're asking him, hey, why did you help us? Oh, you're actually here for the purge. Like, are we going to get fucked? Like, right. you know, literally or figuratively, who knows? Right. So they're, they're all worried, but he's, he's got this air of like, do what I say. I don't have to talk to you. 
you know, that, right? Because this it's one of those. Okay, so I'm helping you right now, and you don't really want to get on my bad side, and I'm the one who's armed right now. So you don't really have a choice. You're gonna have to listen to me. Right. So yeah. So now they're feeling like they're possibly safe, but they still want to know what you know Grillo's plan is. You know what's what's gonna happen. But while they're all talking about this, the car does end up. Uh, stuttering and breaking Dying. down. Yep. Yeah. They pull into an alley, which was smart. That's obviously smart. But the reason why the car was broken down is it turns out that those were armor-piercing bullets. So you know this is someone who is more high up. It's most likely government. You know, it's it's not a regular person. Right. So this isn't a, even like a rich person going out to hunt people down. Like you don't bring an army to do that. Exactly. So this is this is some type of military or government operation, whatever it happens to be, on purge night. Right. Uh, so he does not want a, any part of these people anymore. He's he's got places to be. He didn't want to help them in the first place. And now I have yeah. to walk to wherever I'm going, and I'm in downtown. Right. So he gives them guns, though. He does. He gives, he gives them. I'll guns. arm you, but I'm out. I'm, yeah. Your guys are on your own. And obviously the daughter is, you know, very nosy and she's asking why and what do you have to do? And but the mother basically says, hey, I have a friend who lives close by. If we can get to her place. Now, this was the other waitress from the beginning of the movie. Sassy one. Yep. A little bit more spunk. She uses a phone and she calls her and asks her if they can if they can come by. And of course, she says yes. And she tells Grillo, hey, she's got a car. You can have that car if you can get us there get safely. Get us there. So it sounds like a good plan for him. I mean, it doesn't seem like the streets are littered with cars. It seems like everyone knows that if you leave your car out, it's going to get stolen, blown up, whatever Exploded, the fuck. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he has a lot of options because I'm sure he could hotwire a car. Get break into something. Yeah. Right. I'm sure that's not a problem for him. But there really don't seem to be like downtown LA is closed. It's just psychopaths with guns and flamethrowers and whatnot, traps and blah, blah, blah. That's what L.A. is right now. Right. So they leave the car finally, and you see in the background the Mack truck slowly pulling by because he, <laughs> you know, he found them. It's, not, it's probably not that hard to, to do right. that. And they kind of focus in, and you'll find out why a little bit later, but they kind of focus in that there are cameras everywhere. There are cameras on the street signs. There are cameras, right. you know. It's the CCTVs, yeah. And then you meet one of the crazy people in the purge. You meet a woman with a bullhorn and on a machine gun. Roof. Yep, on the top of the roof. And you notice. Preaching. Preaching, yeah. She's just a crazy lunatic. <laughs> and I don't even know the things she's saying, but it is pretty funny. Oh, she goes into the whole, well, you know, we need these kinds of cleansings. That's why we have viruses, and that's why we have hurricanes. And I am tonight your virus, and I am here to purge, and I am here to clean the streets of all you horrible people. And she's cursing in this. Psycho. Nice. Psycho, psycho. Yeah, very nice. Uh, so while she's, And you notice she has killed many people because there are people dead oh, all everywhere. around that building. Yeah. yeah. So now they're, you know... Grillo's basically telling them to be quiet, to follow his lead. Like he's he's leading them on a tactical mission, basically. Right. Yeah. So everyone's got to follow him, but you know the girl is still yapping her her face off because she needs to know what's going on. Uh, but then also, they notice that the dirt bike gang they corner someone, they get him in the street, and they drag him off. And they're like, "Where? Are they yeah, going? they don't yeah. kill him. Yeah, they don't they kill him in the back of the van." That's a big thing to take into account. They do not, right. they do not kill him. They, they take him in the back of the van and they head off. Now, at this point, the guy, I think his name is Shane, one of the, the annoying couple. 
Yes. I, I think his name is. Yeah. He's yes. like, oh, hey, if we need to get so you we need to go this way. Obviously does not follow Grillo and takes a step into the street. And there is a snare trap awesome. that happens to be right there. Yeah. Which was very unexpected. That, that was actually pretty unexpected. Right. So it starts dragging him like 10 or 20 feet down the street. And obviously it's a trap laid so that now Sniper and people are coming the out. Buildings. Yeah. And they're right. just and they're getting ready to shoot. But Grillo's really good. And that's, I mean, as you know, whether, you know, he was great in Captain America's. He's basically that character right now, just like killing everyone who's, who's coming around him. Hand-to-hand combat, he's good at too. Uh, has no problem laying someone to waste once he knocks him out. Like completely right. fine with that stuff. So they have to shoot the trap. They get the guy out. Uh, one of the things I had forgotten to mention too is during the montage, they also showed they're just random snipers in the city. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which that's, that fucking sucks. Like See, it, but what kind of cracks me up, though, is this is where it comes back to hunting. This is the same – these are the same people who I'm going to set a, set up a tent in the woods. I'm going to climb up a tree and sit on a chair for 18 hours and hope a deer wanders by. That's that kind of hunting. That's what this is. But I think the crazy part is, especially if you're in L.A., if you're in downtown L.A., you know there are going to be ton of, tons of people purging. So to set up a sniper, you could kill a ton of people now unless another sniper takes you out. As you're right. sniping, you know, you got to be careful. It's like war. You, you have to Absolutely. know your surroundings. But at one point, uh, Grillo tells everyone, like, he gets against the wall. He's like, you got to get against the wall. And they're, they're like, what are you looking for? And he's like, snipers. And they're like, snipers. oh, shit. Yeah, they didn't even <laughs> think about that. No, exactly. Which they Novice tend not to think not about. Be out on yeah. the streets. The, right. These are all people that plan to be inside during the purge. Always. Yeah. Right. There is no... Grillo knows his stuff because he's obviously police sergeant military tactical training and it's one of those if you're still living in a society where you're dealing with this you should still be self-aware because it's one of those what's your worst case scenario your worst case scenario is you are stuck outside on purge night cool how would you survive that and nobody ever thinks to that kind of foresight that far ahead of oh shit what would i do what's the same thing we talked about when we talked about independence day like i i don't think that i have a whole lot of amazing survival skills to help if aliens attack from the air like i can't fly a plane i can't i don't know morse code like that kind of thing but for zombies for zombies i think i'd be fine in that situation if we lived in a society where the purge was active and it happened every year most of my year would probably be preparing whether it's hand-to-hand combat weapons training whatever it happens to be i would be training non-stop for the purge even if i wasn't purging right I still, no, exactly because yeah. you always want to be on the offense right yeah why would you ever want to be the person that just has an alarm system to you i'm you, just gonna you know i lock myself in the bathroom and i pray a lot like oh that's gonna work out real well people do that now and it still doesn't right, work it's true well. yeah you gotta be on the offensive yeah. but then those are the fun people who also have like bunkers in the backyard and they're ready for the atomic bomb and all those kind of people those are fun i just i'd end up finding those during the zombie uh apocalypse like i'd be like oh thank you for setting up all this very nice food for me and i would just Absolutely. use it as i travel across the country having wild adventures killing zombies <laughs> traveling to every soccer stadium i want to read this screenplay I have it. The Walking Dead stole something from me that I still have. <laughs> I still have written long before The Walking Dead came out. Yeah, but I'm so not, it doesn't count unless you registered it. I with know. A, a I literary know. library, and then you could have been like, "Hey." And oh, but and by the way, the the thing that The Walking Dead stole from me was not boring 
same old stories over and over again just so everyone's aware yeah no it's not (laughs) it's not that oh it's not something that everybody else has already thought of weird whoa craziness yeah anyways so in the movie then they have another you know they there's a hack into there's uh billboards there are video plasma or lcd screen billboards throughout the city and you're assuming that this is probably in most cities where they've got the countdown clock uh, for right. the purge, it's, it's the yeah. national warning system that they can take over that kind of stuff or whatever. Right, right. So the anti NFFA uh, right. like hacks in and does another like anti government uh, propaganda, propaganda film. Yeah. yeah, talking about how it's time for their blood to run. It's time. This is the only way to show them and to restate kind of that situation. Uh, the gang of of good guys, the gang of misfits, uh, actually go through the banking district. And it's completely quiet. Nothing there for the for the initial part. Right. And Grillo mentions, look, the banks, they close up their stuff. No one's down here because yeah, you have no that chance. That would also make sense, too. But also, when you're in the financial district, those are not apartment buildings. So you don't have to worry about snipers. There's no one living in these buildings. That's true as well. So, I mean, yeah. Well, that's why it's going to be quiet. It's both. It's both. Right. Yeah. But they do, they do find a stockbroker that is strung up. Uh, awesome. In front of his really nice place, it looks like, anyways, or because or a courthouse or whatever it happens to be. Right. But it's like you stock know, exchange. Yeah, there's a sign that says like he lost his pension and now he lost his life. Yeah, right, no, right. he lost he lost our hundreds pensions. of people's yeah our pensions. Now he lost his life. And Shane makes a joke like, ah, it seems like it. You know, he probably got what he what he deserved. And it's and, funny because then you see that that weird little like, wait a minute. So that you do have that kind of side to you. It's there. Well, it's like what they talk about, and it doesn't happen in our country. It happens in other countries where if there is a CEO that steals, a, you know, people's money, they string them up and kill yeah. them. And they yeah. make this a lesson. Like, if you right. do this to people, this is what's going to happen to you. Right. That does not happen in the States. No, <laughs> you go to, like, a white-collar FBI, federal if, institution. If you get caught at all. Forever. Yeah. It, it, right. Yeah, if you get caught at all for it. Maybe that is the good part of the purge. Like, you don't want to talk about people dying. You know, you don't want to say, like, oh, it's great when, you know, when people die because it's it's mostly not. But if you've got a terrible, terrible, like, is the world not better off for not having, like, isn't that the age-old question? If bad people are dead, wouldn't the world be a better place? Right. We'll see, like, the in, where, where you're running into this, the the philosophical issue there is that, okay, well, where does that line really get drawn? Exactly. What is now considered bad? Right. Like, how far can we keep pushing this until, you know, you can't jaywalk? Yeah, yeah, like, if, that, yeah if, that, if that barista at Starbucks got your coffee wrong, does that mean that they deserve your to die? Wrong. Yeah. No, and that's, and that's the problem also is where a lot of debates in society come from is who right. gets to draw that line. Who gets right. to like? When is that? And I, it's cliche, but that slippery slope. When? Oh yeah. When is it too much? And when is it too little? And we don't have a good grasp of that in this country. Yeah, like, that's all. that's for no. sure. No, you look at that fucking rapist kid, and you look at like it's nuts. Right. And we're not a political show, so we don't need to go into all this. But it no. comes up with the movie that we're talking about. Like this is partially a reason why people would want to have a purge. Absolutely. Because like you feel like yeah. we're not doing enough or the deterrents that we have set up aren't even remotely deterrents. I would love to get life in prison in this country. Are you kidding me? Compared get, to getting strung up by your neck right, and being right. killed in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being a message to people that this is what happens if you do your job, you know, if you steal from people, whatever it happens to be. So they make it through the banking district and now they come to another similar Mack truck 
But this Mack truck, there are a bunch of dead people. There are a bunch of... Oh, yeah, of, this has already been a mess. Uh, this has been a massacre. These people have already been taken out. Yeah, a bunch of those tactical guys all taken out. And they kind of do... I guess this was kind of a jump scare. Uh, <laughs> one of the guy who's he's about to die, basically, but he kind of falls on the annoying uh, wife. And it's just though, I feel like if, if the wind blew in the street and leaves moved, she would have screamed. So it's one of those, like, you're kind of a given. No, that's true. But she, had, I mean, this person actually did fall on her, technically. I know. And then when they got her off, when he got her off of her, uh, the guy's like, we were just doing our job, you know, whatever, and then dies. Right. But they go into the Mack truck and they realize, well, first of all, they want to see if it works so they can start driving it. The engine is blown right. out, though. But inside, they realize that they have tapped into, they have all these computer screens and everything that have tapped into all of the surveillance cameras around yeah, the, the city. the traffic system and yeah. yeah. So it has to be the government, most likely. Right, exactly. And they realize that their building, along with, so the, the mother and daughter, their building that was attacked is red, highlighted red as long with a bunch of other and it's lower income housing right she said projects but yeah, yeah. it's yeah absolutely and the, the one thing that i will fa- i will fault frank for is he sends shane the husband to go check and see if the oh, max sure. truck's working and i'm like dude really he doesn't like, know he doesn't the daughter would have been able to tell you if they're like it's all blown to shit right really because you weren't out there enough to okay no, I, I agree. I also question a little bit, too, is so they take a couple guns from the truck, but that right. chain gun is still there, and the other Mack truck is coming towards them, like, because they're, they they hear the radio, basically. There's a radio on the Mack truck. Right. Why not fucking open fire and take that motherfucker out? Now they're one of them down. Yeah, like, why not? But I guess they don't want attention to themselves either, so that's also justified for them to leave that situation. True. Kind of. So now here's another time where that stupid idiot gets everyone uh, in trouble. So they realize there's a it's basically another gang of people and they're just stabbing dead bodies in the, in oh, the no, city yeah. center and there's fires and whatnot. And while they're waiting in the alleyway, uh, a, a rat climbs up the chick and she freaks out, makes noise, of course. But Frank realizes Frank Grillo realizes someone's coming. Like someone oh, yeah. heard that someone's coming yeah. and this was fucking badass. Like this whole <laughs> scene is badass because he just gives the gun over to the mother and says, you know, hold this, be quiet. Right. And he just waits. And I thought the camera angles were really good. I thought his, the facial expressions he was making of how close, like trying to hear as the footsteps, because the the guy's not running towards them. No. He's just kind of, because he's also being a little being careful. Cautious. Yeah, not, not right. too cautious, not as cautious as Grillo's being. But as the guy turns the corner, Grillo just hits him and gets him in a sleeper hold and just puts him right to sleep. Chokes him Chokes him out. out. Chokes him right out, lays him on the ground, takes his gun back, and it's like, time to go, bitches. Like, Keep moving. Yeah. Just very, very well done in that oh, yeah. situation for, for what they need to do. So they're going to take the subway uh, to get to where they need to go. They go down there. Once again, the girl is kind of... Oh, and by the way, we, we did m- miss something. Uh, there, by that Mack truck that was where all the guys were taken out, there was the anti-NFFA tag. tag. Yes. So most likely it was Carmelo and his group who took out the- that entire Mack truck, which is great because that means they are fighting back and right. they have and the power. They know that they- and it also makes more of a connection that this has got to be a government thing. You know, like they're not going after these gangs and all this stuff. Like this is clearly a government entity that's doing these things with these trucks. Uh, so then while they're walking, this kind of gives a little bit more character development. 
the daughter is trying to talk to Grillo and wonder what he's doing out there and why why did he stop for them? He says, you know, you put up a hell of a fight. I, I couldn't I couldn't not, you know, but now stop talking to me. You know, that right, right. You know. But you can also tell that he's got a soft spot for her as well because he wants to protect her and also he goes and he takes off his tactical bulletproof vest and puts it on her. Makes right. her. She doesn't want it and he right. makes her. Because he's got right. those parental instincts as well. And he has the ability to hopefully save her. You see, he is a good guy. He just doesn't want to like stop talking to him. Like let, right. him, let him go about his business. And it's almost I get what she's trying to do though. She's like, I'll eventually touch that side where hopefully I can make you think that this is a bad idea. And that's another reason why he's like, I don't I don't need this right now. I'm focused. Right. Yeah, she doesn't want him to purge. Right. She doesn't want him out there. I don't want you to be that person. I want to think that you're better than that. So they continue down they continue down the path and they get to they they hear some things and they're all freaked out, but it turns out it's just it's a bunch of most likely homeless people. And, you know, Grillo's like... The, yeah, they're just hiding yeah. to try to escape the purge kind of a deal. No threat. No threat there. Right. No, no, yeah. And then, unfortunately, they hear like a four-wheeler. And it's someone coming down the uh, the subway line. And it's a guy with a flamethrower. And I think they have a machine gun. And right. I mean, a- yeah, it looks like a um, like a beach buggy kind of. It is a bigger thing. And then on top of that, they have like the four-by-four four, uh, four-wheelers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just a bunch of fucking dicks. Like there's right. no reason to be doing this. Like go no. go do this like, you're, in the middle. You're clearly down here just to kill homeless people because that's the only people that would be down there anyway. Yeah. And they do, and that's oh, the yeah. whole next scene is them just running over homeless people and uh, lighting them on fire uh, with the flamethrower. And here's the thing, man: flamethrowers are fucking stupid. Like yeah. who would ever choose that to be their weapon of choice? It's heavy. It's fucking heavy because you've got the pack on your back. And then also, sure, a a 10-foot radius around you might be okay and safe. But if someone's shooting at you from farther away, like they're not afraid of that flame. Plus, you have a target on your fucking back because I'm going to shoot that tank. The big bright thing. Yeah, that's going to explode. So if you're around anyone, I'm going to kill them too. I've always always never understood that. Like why people would ever use a flamethrower. It's no. fucking dumb. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not a personal tactical thing. It's something that you mount to a house. It's something you like. You know, like it's it's a defense. It's something you set up and walk away from that can go off on its own. It's sure. not something you want to be attached to. No, absolutely not. And I wouldn't want to be around anyone. Like if we, let's say zombie apocalypse and we somehow find these amazing weapons and someone ha- wants a flamethrower, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. You're not in the group. <laughs> Cool, yeah, not, you go out first. Yeah, you go out and we'll have a 30-foot <laughs> radius around you because right. there's no way that anyone should be any closer. It's right. fucking dumb. They're, you know, flamethrower guys coming down the coming down the tunnel. Uh, Shane and the annoying wife decide to stop, which is probably the, the only heroic thing they've done the whole time. And I thought this she meant does. they were both going to die. Like, I, I thought this was their death because, yeah, I know, fingers crossed that it was. Unfortunately, it wasn't, but... So when they what they did, Shane got shot in the shoulder as this right. was happening. But they did take out the entire group. They exploded right. the flamethrower guy, which was great. But Shane did get shot in the shoulder, but continued on shooting, uh, which right. was which was good. Uh, and then they made it all together back again and made it to uh, what's her name's friend's house, right? Basically, so that now they have made it to their destination, at least their side destination of the story, right? So now Kelly kind of set the stage for this because this whole okay. scene was so, weird. 
It was very weird. And initially, it took me a second to realize, oh, yeah, she lives with her parents. Because I'm like, I thought you were a waitress because this is an extremely nice apartment for someone who's supposedly on minimum wage. Like, I was like, wait a minute. You come to find out that uh, our father's the super of this building. And, like, apparently the whole family lives in the building as well. But they're all hunkered down in mom and dad's apartment. And they're, you know, the big spiel from dad is, oh, we're not a purge family. We just kind of, you know, hunker down and deal with this every year kind of a deal. And it seems like they're on a higher floor. It seems much safer. They are definitely barricaded in. But the sassy waitress seems a little bit off. Like, I, like, I don't know if I trust you either. Like, because you're drinking a hell of a lot and you're not just being flamboyant about it and trying to be fun, like hide your nerves kind of a deal. Like, I feel like you could do some shit like there's something wrong here and then there's other incidents incidences where she comes off like okay but you're also oddly you're popping pills you're weirdly nervous like there's some other family dynamic going on that you just don't know about yeah everything's a little weird in this group and what i thought was and maybe it would have been cliche to do it but i thought they were inviting them in so that they could purge them see Thanks to the trailer, my mind goes to she's going to sell her friend to this group of auction. Like, it's going to be that's the scene that's going to connect it. That's where I kept going. I'm like, there's something. uh, She's going to try to make money off these people somehow. You know, like I could see that being the twist there. Yeah, because they have food out and they're offering them wine. And so I'm that's what I'm I'm thinking drug. Like, I'm thinking they're drugging them to do something weird with them. Like, that's what I yeah. But I will mention because it, it comes up and you have to know the dynamics is so first of all the friend waitress is on the chubby side for for one thing but then her sister is bigger than she is right but still we're yeah so and they women and they have a not so loving relationship it seems yeah there's there's, yeah taking shots at each other yeah 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 yeah. there's mm. and the brother-in-law is like dressed as a army guy in fatigues and he gets made fun of because he wouldn't go out for the purge. Because he's he was, a pussy. Yeah. He wouldn't go. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's a really weird dynamic there. But so Frank just wants, Frank just wants the car. Uh, he gets a fresh shirt uh, as well because he's covered in other people's blood. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, which is, the father is nice. The father is like, oh, my Mikasa, Sukas, you know, go, go get a shirt. Right. That's where he oversees the uh, the waitress sister, you know, popping pills and drinking tons, you know, and he's so he's like, oh, you know, what's going on here? He lets he lets the mother know about right. that, you know, hey, do you trust these people? Are you sure she's popping pills and you know drinking and blah right. blah? Uh, and he's like, but could you get me the car? And she has to then drop the bombshell. There's no car. Yeah, they don't have a car. She said she did what she had to do for her family. So Which is one of those, yeah. that's actually kind of brilliant, because the mom always seems to come off like a kind of a mousy, quieter person, so you wouldn't expect this from her either. Like, you really, the daughter's so outspoken that mom comes off even more wallflower, right. and that you wouldn't expect her to be able to necessarily put something like that together. And he mentions to her, like, he trusted her, how could you do this to me, I saved you, and you you have no idea what you could have taken away from me tonight you know, referencing where he needs to go. The right. the daughter is still trying to get him to stay with them because to them, everyone's like, this is a safe place. You know, this, right. is, this is fine. I mean, the the two, the annoying couple are kind of getting closer. You can tell that, mo- yeah, most likely they wouldn't get separated if they make it through the night, <laughs> as you could probably tell. But 
none of this comes to fruition anyways because overcomes the bigger sister with a gun and And i'm sorry this is at least a 40 caliber because the holes that she's able to put are pretty impressive yeah she pumps some some mad holes into that waitress right her her sister yeah she is dead so obviously the father the mother the brother-in-law they're all like what do you why would you do that and she's like you've been cheating on me with her and she deserved it and this is my i've read all your emails and i know and this is what yeah Yeah. this is my right to do this but then she kind of gets into that little spiel too yes absolutely and then she takes the annoying girl as a hostage and of course grillo's not going to have any of that so he shoots him from like behind the tv right because <laughs> that guy's not prepared for anything too i mean no he well it's just though you took a female hostage yeah. as a body shield like really right awesome individual and then of course the of course the the sister gets really mad because she's yeah. like hey he's my purge like stop shooting right. at him so then she right. starts shooting at them and it's just a whole clusterfuck but basically grillo gets everyone out who needs to be uh you know to safety right <laughs> now they find out anyway now i don't know they don't even show the sister do anything else after that so you don't know if she took her own life or did anything else yeah, check out the rest of the family who knows yeah, you have no idea uh but it's a good thing they didn't stay in there anyways because the mac truck guy and the government group that they're with has tracked them down anyways so you don't really right. want to be there no matter what this right. wasn't going to end well but he's obviously still grillo's still pissed because <laughs> I mean, they lied to him. You screwed me out of a car. Yeah. Right. So he's freaking out. He's he's really pissed off and annoyed. But then he realizes that the government guys are outside. So he goes ahead and he gets everyone to safety but listens in and realizes that they're after him and they're going to make an example of the of the two girls as well because of what he did. You know, he shot he shot the main guy. So, of course, that guy wants mad revenge, you know. Right. Which is ironic, kind of, because Grillo was out for revenge as well, and right, now so he's on got a whole other level. Yeah, now he's got another person looking for revenge, and this time, unfortunately, it's against him. Uh, so he gets everyone to safety. Uh, the security, government force, whatever, goes in to break into the apartment. He realizes they're away, so he can go ahead and join his group that he had hopped the fence. Uh, but when he gets to the other side, who's waiting for him there, Kelly? the uh rapey van crew they, so all yeah all the guys with the god masks all that that crew so they've already, already so pretty much you out, out of the frying pan into the fire kind of a deal they they hit him over the head they they kick him a few times grab him throw him into rapey van uh and yeah they they caught him after all that the, right the van gets them all uh and they take him off to some at this point undisclosed location uh right and, but in the van in the There's van. a little bit of a commentary. So, of course, the daughter has to be outspoken and, and ask the kid who has the god mask on. He's like, well, you know, why are you doing this? And he takes it off. He's like, oh, we're not purging tonight. We're here to make money. That's our point is where this is what we do to make money. And, of course, now everybody's kind of sitting there going, okay, so what does that mean? And I think, obviously, Grillo gets it. And this Absolutely. actually – and the mother should get it as well because what this is – is the rich people paying you know other people that they don't deem probably on their level going out and doing right. the dirty work uh, right. to get them captives so that they can hunt them right 
which is just fucking nuts. So like, awesome. Like, you know, oh, I like how you said awesome. <laughs> so awesome. You know it would happen, but what a fucking shitty thing. Like, it just really makes you hate that 1%, Kelly, right? No, it makes you go, see, this is why you should always be on the offense and be prepared. Well, that is true. Grillo is prepared. It's not really. It doesn't really affect him to the degree. And if everyone was prepared, then that scene would have been very. Eh. Yeah, maybe Grillo. Saying, Grillo. Then is again, like, I of course would obviously be someone who would. I would have no problem going out and kidnapping people if they're going to pay me for them. I don't think I could do that. Really? Yeah, no. I'm too nice. I'm way. I'm way too nice. I'm Grillo. If anything, I'm Grillo. Kill anyone. See, I'm Grillo in this situation. Like I'm the guy who has a plan, who doesn't want, who has had everything taken from him, and I'm about to really do justice. Like that is what Grillo is doing. He's going to do justice. But I see people that need help, and I'm now in it for the ride. Like that's. Oh no, I'm a capitalist at art. I absolutely. Oh no, not me. Can't do it. Can't do it. But anyway, so what what it turns out is they're basically on an auction block, kind of. They don't do an auction, but they're basically for sale. Okay, so I want to bring this up because I know you had such an amazing time last year at Horror Nights. Apparently in 2014, this was a scare zone. That woman's actually out auctioning off people as they're executing people as you walk through that scare zone. Uh, And they're pulling people back and stuff. Did Did I tell my... Did I just tell you that story or did I tell my Purge Haunted House story here on the podcast? I think you just told me. You didn't okay. tell it on the podcast. So I went to, which was it was very nice. My, my parents wanted us to experience Disney and Orlando for the first time uh, ever. We did this last year. We went down. So Orlando and Kelly knows way more about this than, than I do. I just experienced this last one. But they do uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Orlando. Yes. It's like a full month, right? Oh, yeah, probably almost two. I mean, this is September, October, oh, okay. full, and it's every single weekend. And then when the closer you get to Halloween, it becomes like even Tuesdays and Wednesday nights. And, uh, oh, it's it's Universal's, um, it's their black time. It's when they're able to get back into the black because these things sell out. Oh, they sell out. It's It was nuts. I wasn't expecting Now, I'm not a... I'm not a haunted house fan and not because I get scared because I never get scared. It is the fact that especially if someone if you're going into a situation where I know people are trying to scare me, I won't be able to be scared. And I don't like random people touching me. Like I don't want that. (laughs) I don't think anybody likes that. (laughs) Well, no, no. Some people do. They love that kind of scariness and and whatnot. So when you go to those other haunted houses, they do touch you. And stuff. Now these ones didn't. These ones no, didn't. Actually, it's a uh, as working for Horror Nights, which I've actually got to work for a couple of them. I was uh, I did stilts and stuff like that, so I actually wasn't a scare person, is what they're called. Um, they're taught. It's called boo and skidoo, which means just scare them and then walk and away walk because away. drunk people yeah. will hit you. Oh yeah, because you're just not. And that's the thing. They are selling alcohol. <laughs> they're, oh they're, yeah, they're they're doing all that. <laughs> yeah. So there are like nine haunted houses and five scare zones. So they turn you have to walk through yeah, to get to, to these get to those houses. things. Yeah. So they have like Freddy versus Jason scare zone, and they have like it's crazy. It's crazy. I will yeah. tell you this. I would certainly recommend it. Make sure you shell out the money, and this isn't something that I normally do, but shell out the money for the VIP tour because yeah. I am not fucking kidding you, and and Kelly wouldn't be kidding you either. If you pay, first of all, you pay, it's a separate price. It's after the park closes down. Right, so you have to pay a re-entrance price. re-entrance price. Plus then, these are so damn popular. There are nine haunted houses. Every line 
for the haunted house was two and a half to three and a half hours plus. Right. Now, mind you, the way that they're set up is they it said you're being sent in a group of 20 at a time within five minute intervals. So that gives you an idea of roughly how many people are waiting. And it's still that long. It's still that long. And they're not super long houses either. No, they're like, not. And that's the thing. I could never I would hate that to wait in line <laughs> for that long to do something that short. But when you do the VIP tour, you get to skip all the lines and they take you through all the scare zones and all nine haunted houses. And by the way, that still takes like four to five hours oh, if you're yeah. going to do all of it. So it's well worth the money. And then you get cool tour guides that like talk to you about it. And you have a couple breaks where you get beers and then there's the Bill and Ted Halloween show, whatever. Of we're, course, we're which way is too much this. so cheesy and right. awesome. Oh, it is. It is. But what the reason why I bring it up is that one of the houses was the Purge house. So when you go into the Purge, and this is the one I was almost, I think I was most excited for Freddy vs. Jason because I love the old campy shit. But this was the second one I was, and this turned out to be my favorite. Uh, They had a guy like the Founding Fathers outside uh, doing the spiel and then talking to people as you went in, which was cool. And then once you got into the house, it was all metal thrash music so while everyone else had their hands on their ears i was just fucking rocking out i was like this is great this is awesome uh now what was what was also great about this was besides the people like obviously they put a lot of money into the actual like design of the houses and everything to make them feel a certain way uh, and the type of people that scare you and all that kind of stuff now obviously i was just laughing through most of it like giving people thumbs up like good job scaring all these other people like really good job but The one thing I thought was pretty interesting was while I was walking through, I noticed that there was this little girl behind me because now I was the last one in this group at this time. Right. So I just figured. By the way, they do that. No, no, no. We want to get the biggest guy and we want him to be the last because our goal is to get you. Ah, okay. Well, they didn't get me. And I I am being completely honest about that. Like, believe me, I would tell you if if anyone scared me in those haunted houses, I'd be like, fuck yeah, well done. I'd tell the story. (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter to me. Uh, right. But I was having more fun because most people were scaring my sister and that was hilarious to me. So I was just enjoying myself. But I was the last person in this time doing the tour and there was a little girl behind me and she was dressed all regular. And I just figured they let more of the tour groups in. Right. At, it's or, the next yeah, bunch. The next bunch in. And she follows me for like four rooms and she's all scared and stuff. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's and I didn't talk to her, but I'm like, oh, I, no, right, right. I'm yeah. like, where's, you know, where's her parents or whatever the fuck. Why are you alone? Yeah. Why are you alone in this, in this crazy haunted house that you're probably too young to be in? Uh, right. And at the fourth room or so, a guy jumps out of the wall, picks her up, throws her against the wall and starts stabbing her in the stomach. And I just fucking started laughing because I was like, holy shit, they thought enough to put a fucking plant oh, yeah. into lines. Like, that yep. is genius. Like, yep. that is that is great. I, I just, I was blown away by how much they put into that. So, The Purge ended up being my favorite house because between the music, between the propaganda stuff, then having the plant next to me, great. It was great stuff because I don't know if they expected me, me to react like, no, leave her alone. Like, whatever. <laughs> take me instead yeah fisticuffs. Uh, but no i was just laughed my ass off i thought it was great uh so anyways so that's the that's the purchase so i would certainly i mean it doesn't need any more promotion because it gets 
tons and tons, oh, no, yeah. thousands and thousands of people. This is the one thing Universal actually can get correct. But that is they, one they thing. They do Horror Night super well. That is one thing I would definitely go back for. I wasn't really enthralled with anything between Disney and anything. It's just not my... Well, you're like, a little old for... Well, I love roller coasters, but I don't care about any of the other stuff. So, <laughs> right. But I would go back for the Horror Nights. I would spend the whoa, money. Whoa, whoa. Are you saying Beetlejuice's Rocking Graveyard Review was not a highlight of your trip? Uh, it was because the douche chills I had cooled me it's through amazing, the right? hot and summer. It's the best rock music. It was so terrible. <laughs> I was I, that was one of the ones I was not sad to see leave, but I'm glad I saw it before it was done. Because I know they put hard work into it. It was just not funny. It was I so know. bad. It was yeah. so bad. Uh, anyways, so back to back to the actual purge here. Auction. Yeah. So it's not it's not technically an auction. Uh, it was just <laughs> a sell off. It was a sell off because there were more. Right, right, right. It was more people too than just them. It, right. There were other quote-unquote innocent people that were picked up by the purge but right they've got this hateable hateable old woman like oh, you said oh, she is amazing are you kidding me oh, she's, like this is she's the head of the flower committee like she does the historical society like it's that woman it's, it's everything her, you hate it's it's everything you hate about rich people oh no, yeah she's like the iconic she's right up there so she's got the you know it's She's in her mother's of the bride kind of dress and her big jewels. And, of course, she's very soft-spoken. She's like, I just want to let you all know it's, it's the last purge of the night. So you guys got to got a bid or you're not going to be purging this year kind of a deal. And, of course, since it is the last purge, uh, the initial um, buy-in is around 200 grand. And uh, oh. mind you, everybody's sitting at cocktail tables and they're in their full. I mean, we're talking white suit regalia kind oh, of yeah. Like, this is a high-end event. Like, this is a high-ticket event. No, absolutely. So... Um, and of course, everybody's all lined up, kind of a deal. And you know, then she starts noticing, okay, so Mister So and So and his lovely wife, and there's a good thirty year age difference there. Apparently, they're <laughs> going to be partaking. Sure. And then, like the Henderson sisters in the yeah, back, the twins, so happy. the rich twins, and you're so happy that because we love your knife work. Yeah, they have and their special course, knives. Yeah. Oh no, it's so awesome. And then, of course, uh, apparently one of the the elders of this particular club and his two sons who have not purged yet. It's going to be their first time. I They're fucking, buying into it as well. They they fist bumped. They fist oh, bumped yeah. when she asked oh. if they oh, and I just hated them so much. I I wanted <laughs> to purge them myself. Like I couldn't. That's the thing. I will always hate rich people in these situations. I will always be against them. Always. So, yeah, and this was terrible. So happy that you guys are all going to be doing this. And let me go into my spiel. I just wanted you to know we have a brand new fully stocked armory. And I can't tell you how much I enjoy this new assault rifle. I mean, the hair trigger is just so lovely. And it just eases right off the bat. And it's it's amazing. I wanted to find her spiel. And I could not find it. Yeah, I it's some, it for the yeah. show. No, she, she got off on talking about this uh, oh, gun. Yeah. It's I, so nice. The only thing that, that I took solace in was knowing that Frank Grillo was going to kill these people that's that's the only thing that got me through it so and yeah i mean he does they they take him back now this was the weird thing for me this is how well not weird this is how disgusting the rich are is that instead of just like tying people up like the like the rich family did with the grandpa instead of tying up they've got this like not a maze but they've got a whole setup it's like laser tag. Yeah, it's like a laser it's tag. Rich people laser tag. Rich people laser tag because they're like little fountains and they're oh, lampposts yeah. and You're hedges. Hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you, you, you want to hunt in the garden. So it's classier up. that way. So they they throw and it's dark 
it's dark as well. So the rich people get not only do they get their choice of weapons, but right. they also get night vision goggles right. while everyone else is, you know, left in hanging. The dark. Yeah, in the dark. Uh and they, so right away, Frank's group obviously sticks together and gets behind a hedge. The other people like scatter, scatter. and you know you know they're fucked. You know they're right. completely fucked. But before the rich people came out to purge, they also got together in a circle and did the fucking prayer. They did the prayer. Yeah, they did the blessed be our founding fathers, fathers and for, for allowing us, to us yeah, to cleanse our souls and blah the fucking blah. Uh so <sighs> annoying. So they start hunting. They start hunting and Grillo's like, Hey, you guys all stay here. I gotta get some of those glasses or we're fucked. We right. gotta get at least one or two I pairs to go of see those. what I'm doing. So he takes out like five of them or something. Yeah. Like takes their glasses, beats them, shoots them, like has no problem killing these motherfuckers because who would? Because they're not prepared either though, really. Yeah, they're not ready. I mean, they're set up to be honestly hunting fish in a barrel and normally if it was like the married couple, no problem. Right. They didn't realize that they have like ex-military potentially that right. got captured in this thing. Yeah, and they do take out the other. They take out the sheep that ran away mm-hmm. at the beginning. Like I don't know why any of them wouldn't all stay together and right. be smart about it, but that right. is not that is not what they did. So Grillo takes out a bunch, gets a couple of a uh, couple of the glasses, starts taking out some more, and now and obviously too, let's not forget this. I don't think we even mentioned the other rich people that didn't bid. Are watching from the top from the peanut gallery. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's like a Fine. bulletproof glass, but yeah. this way they can actually see the the games. Let the games begin. Yeah, in a very high tech room and everything, Ooh. so they can understand what's going on and fucking bullshit. The old people realize the rich old people realize. Oh shit, these guys know what they're doing. They killed like a bunch of us. A couple of the ones escape. A couple right. of them escape through the through the back. But so they send in now all the butlers and the like secret service guys right, they right. have like their little army. And they've got all machine guns and Uzis right. and shit. And unfortunately, because they were worried and what I did like was Grillo's like, Look, we're not making it we're not making it out of here, but right. here here are the weapons that I that I got. Let's make them earn it. Like I right. like that. I always yeah. like that going down. You're like, yeah, exactly. I'm taking you with me, yeah. kind of a deal. Let's take some yeah. motherfuckers with us, especially these rich pieces of shit. Like, let's get them. Uh, but because they're talking and focusing on what's supposed to be happening behind the hedge, they forget that the door that opened to let them in is right there as well. And someone comes out as, as basically the the annoying couple are basically making up. Kind of like, I'll never leave you, blah, blah, blah. Shane gets like fucking riddled with bullets. Oh, yeah. He gets executed. Riddled, yeah. Riddled with bullets. Grillo fires back, but they kind of, you know, they close the door already. So now Shane's dead. Everyone's sad for for the chick. Five seconds. But for five seconds, because they start hearing grenades go off and the alarm starts going, you know, anything yeah. above Nothing class above four. Class yeah. four. Yeah. Yep. All that you will be, you know, arrested. Prosecuted. Blah, blah, blah. Prosecuted. Yeah, there you go. And it turns out. Lucky timing, it's the anti-NFFA. Yep. So, uh, and guess who shows up? Now, this was a big <gasps> thing for me. The guy who's in first through the door. The tie over. Yep, is the bloody stranger. Stranger. Yep. So now he's with the anti-purge movement, which is great. Uh, I I like seeing past people from old movies when it means something. And I think right. this means something because hopefully he'll be in the third one as well. 
but they have a little heart to heart. The daughter recognizes Carmelo comes in and he's talking about killing these motherfucking rich <laughs> bastards and you know fuck the purrs motherfuck the rich motherfuck this and that oh, yeah. that's what awesome. I was saying like this is Sam Jackson like, Th- very is- much yeah okay I can see that 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 particular yep so he comes in and she recognizes him and says Carmelo and he's like nice to meet you and he they basically say hey we're here we're gonna kill these motherfuckers Grillo is like let's go let's get out of here Uh, We got stuff to do. And now the annoying wife basically says, I want to purge. Because now... It's like, yeah, now she actually has vengeance. So it's another vengeance thing. And it's one of those, oh, I finally like you. Because you're finally like, you know what? You finally grow a pair of balls and you're actually going to take this. Yeah, you just took too long. As opposed to being this whiny little sad thing that you've been the whole goddamn movie. Right. So it's a character development. Who knows? Maybe she'll be in the third one. Maybe she'll be there too. Because basically, that the anti-government group basically says, "Sure, here we'll take Go we'll ahead. take care of her." Yeah, we'll take care yeah. of her. So basically, it leaves the mother, daughter, and Grillo to leave because Grillo still got shit to do. Yep, he still got shit to do. Technically, so, has a half an hour, I believe, at this point. Yeah, somewhere around there. See, so yeah, the timer's been going down this whole time. We've just yep. been caught up in the story, so we haven't been mentioning that. But the the anti-government group just start lighting sh- people up. Just start killing every fucking rich white person, whatever the fuck. They're just killing them. Like, fuck them. And I'm totally with them. I would be with this group in a second. Like, I think it's great. (laughs) So, uh, Grillo then... Now, this was also another great scene. They go out basically to the car park area... And the rich white woman is who was in control of everything is now trying to leave. Obviously, she's right. you know tucked her tail between her legs. She's trying to get the fuck out. Now, instead of, I wish he would have killed her, but he did the next best thing. Grillo takes her out of the car and starts saying, remember my face. Remember my face. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like, remember me. Which is it though? Like, I think that's actually worse because now you've given somebody a paranoia. Like, well, I want you, you will know who I am and just let you know, I will be coming for you. Like, I'd rather leave it like that and let you go. Well, I think that's what he basically said. Right. I think that's what he, but what I, what I would imagine is the purge will have taken a wrong turn if she does not show up in the third one. Oh, I know. Because... Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to it at the end. We'll get to it at right. the end. But I'm hoping to see her again. We'll we'll say that for right now. So Grillo is still on his mission, and yep. you realize because he finally tells he finally tells the girls what it is that the full story. The full story is that a drunk driver killed his son on the way home from school. His blood alcohol limit was like three or four times the normal you know normal limit, and he got right. off on a technicality. He's also right. a sergeant. He's a police sergeant or whatever or right they don't get into what branch that could be from but yeah but you know he knows his shit so he's something military or police whatever 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 it happens to be fbi who knows yeah so they try and talk him out of it but he's having none of it he actually a week before came in and disabled the guy's back barrier of his uh you know (laughs) of his this is what i'm telling you offense yeah. Offense, offense. I'm sorry. And, and, and it was a week ago. You didn't check your shit again before the purge. I'm gonna make sure all my crap works. And once again, it's those it's the rich people assuming that this has nothing to do with them because they're asleep when right. he gets into I the house. Yeah, when he gets in the house, they're asleep. Like, wouldn't you be up all fucking night? Like I'd be ready with my guns. I'd be just ready. Swords, guns, whatever I had, I'd just Absolutely. be ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you just assume this is an all nighter. So he takes like a knife from their kitchen. And goes after and just like fucking punches the guy awake. 
with his wife there and makes his wife go on the floor awesome. and he's like, do you remember me? Do you know you remember my son? You fucking son of a bitch. Like, he's just losing it. Nice. And it was great. Yeah. I thought the acting was very good. Like, I thought Frank Grillo... Very realistic. Yeah. Frank Grillo was awesome this whole movie, especially for Absolutely. a horror movie. Right. The facial expressions he used were on point. Like, he did a great job for, for a movie like this. Uh, so he is just losing his shit. You hear screaming... And they cut to outside the house and he's walking away. Right. And all of a sudden, fucking bam, bam, right in his fucking chest by his heart. He gets shot twice from the front and falls down. And you think, oh, no, what could this be? What happened? Was it the guy? Did he get him? You know, what's going on? But this is daylight because it's about 6.50 in the morning. Yeah, somewhere around there, right? Uh, and it turns out it's the guy it's with Big the, Daddy. Yep, it's Big Daddy. <laughs> it's Big Daddy, and now he does. Unfortunately, this was probably one of the only things I was a little bit. He does his bad guy speech. Oh yeah, he monologues. Yeah, he monologues he his monologue. his fucking James Bond. This is oh, why yeah. I did it. He it's says, "Written rule here: you don't help people." during the purge yeah he calls him sergeant he says he found this is probably what really besides helping people probably the only stupid thing that grillo did the whole movie was not remove his plates from the car that he abandoned right that's probably the only thing and that's how they found him was when they found the car they ran the plates they found out that he was a sergeant and whatever and then, right, and they, then obviously the storylines that the kid dying would all be attached to him and yeah exactly so he's like yeah you we all knew where you were going And then he starts talking about how people haven't been purging enough in the last couple years and the government needs to take out people because that's supplementing. Yeah. This is population control. That's that's what it ends up being. It's it's population control. And we probably need some population control. The problem is, is that it's one sided population control. Yes, that's the problem. That is very much the problem. And that's what this movie is kind of highlighting. Uh, right. But yeah, so he does his he does his little monologue thing, and he you know says blessed the founding fa- founding fathers or whatever. It's about to shoot him in the head, but then bam, right through the fucking forehead. Oh, oh and you great think shot? You think maybe that it's the daughter or the mother? See, uh, exactly. I'm expecting it to be the daughter actually growing a pair of balls and doing something. But. It was a great little twist, you know, not an M. Night Shyamalan twist. This was actually oh, a great twist. It was the guy who killed his his son in the drunk driving. Grillo couldn't kill him, so he left him in the house alive. And right. the guy came out and shot the guy about to kill Grillo. Right. See, that's actually, like, storytelling. Like, there's actually something Absolutely. here. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things where, like... So the guy probably was, I mean, stupid drunk. And he probably, it was one of those, he probably wasn't a bad person either. And the fact that he got off on a technicality, he just took. Yeah, he had so a family. One of those, I yeah. completely get why you'd want to break into my house and probably beat the hell out of me because I killed your kid. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he had a family too. I mean, he, he has a right. family. And the he first has thing a- uh, Frank says to him is, I'm not here for your kids. Yeah. I just want to yell at you guys pretty much. Yeah, I just want to kill you. Like, And he's yeah. like, I'm not even going to kill your wife. I'm going to kill yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You're the person I have the problem with. So... Uh, the gun goes off. The the mother because it's outside. The the mother and daughter hear it. They freak out. They start running towards the house. And then also two of the armed guys that was with Big Daddy start coming out too. And they're both at a. They're all three of them basically are at a standoff. Everybody's because, at guns. Yeah, because now the the other guy who shot Big Daddy, he's standing there with his gun out too. Uh, and then as soon as everything's about to go down, 
boom, the uh, sirens, the sirens go, off. go off. So now purge is over this purge, year, and that's and that's what the purge is. Everyone lowers their weapons because they know you don't Walk fire away. and you don't kill people. You don't break the law when it's not purge time. That's just the way it is. You don't you don't do it. So the women freak out. They go over to Grillo. They're so happy, first of all, that he didn't kill uh, that he didn't kill that guy. Uh, right. They yell at the guy to go get his fucking car <laughs> so that Which, they could take him to the hospital. They- you guys just got out of the Lexus. Why don't you guys just get back in the SUV Lexus? I think they're just too worried. I mean, they're just too. I mean, I get it. Because then yeah. you know you're you're pushing the scene along. That's fine. Yeah, but so they make it. You know, they're they're talking about basically on the way that he's going to survive and how happy they are that he didn't kill the guy and they and the guy takes him to the hospital and hopefully Frank Grillo is saved. I believe he is because we've seen the purge election here trailers. <laughs> trailers uh, so that's the end of the movie. They they have the the announcement about the purge and then and then fade to black. Once again, I very much enjoy this movie. This is going to be a staple in my collection. Yep. Uh, I will maybe possibly start watching this in March. Maybe do it where I try and watch it on the day, kind of the way I do with Donnie Darko in October. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I hope everyone else. I I would definitely recommend this movie. Kelly, what about yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. The I mean, the first one is, is your standard intruder movie. The second one is definitely on a different level. And what's nice about this horror movie, which, I mean, they didn't even really do this in the first one. They did it a teeny bit with the teenage daughter and the boyfriend, a little bit of making out. There is, unlike a classic horror movie, there's no sex scene. There's no nudity. This is a straight up horror movie. This is, we need to survive, which I actually appreciate. Because, I mean, you don't really need that extra fodder anyway. True, true. Now, I'm not sure you might get that in the, in the third movie. There seems to be like there could possibly be something between Frank because Frank Grillo is prominently featured. He is apparently he is the Secret Service and or protection for the senator. Hired bodyguard. Yeah. 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 And she wants to get rid of the purge. She apparently in her in her life when she was a kid was a victim where her family was killed by purgers, you know, whatever it happens to right. be. I don't know if they just show it in. They show a little bit too much in the trailer probably, like they always do. But the the trailer... But I still think there's enough to where they can definitely give you, spin you around and stuff. Yeah, for sure. So the trailer looks good. Like we said, they've been doing good marketing for it. Knowing that the wounded stranger is going to be in it, knowing that Frank Grillo is going to be in it, I yep. hope... Like I said, I hope because you know there's going to be rich people with their own groups, I'm hoping that that old woman comes back. And because especially if he is a well-known figure enough to be on TV, she would probably recognize him. Right. So that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Uh, But the idea of the movie and we are definitely doing that movie for Ian hates movies. It's going to be after after the Independence Day resurrection resurgence resurgence. Sorry, I said resurrection. Yes, that'll be the next one. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, they already said I don't know if you saw it, but they already said that the the second movie sets up the third. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, uh, we'll see if it's cliffhanger or not because this movie didn't end on a cliffhanger. Right now, if they ch- kill off Jeff Goldblum. I will not be seeing the third movie. That's a possible. Oh well, or if they bring Will Smith back for the third movie, like he was an alien clone or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, well, this is what they did with Alien Resurrection, right? Like she yeah. ended up being a one of the yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah. True. yeah. Uh, no, not Jamie. Uh, Sigourney uh, Weaver. Sigourney yes. Weaver. Yeah. Sorry, that's. Uh, <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. 
Long, long ago in the days between the turkey. <laughs> Sorry, I was <laughs> cybernetic weird. ghost of Christmas present from the past or whatever was one of my all time favorite that still cracks me up every time that he talks about going to the past to, and the monkey boss <laughs> makes no fucking sense. Sigourney Weaver. Alrighty, and what are we doing next week? I'm sorry. Yeah, we're pun- Independence Resurrection, correct? We're a little punch drunk, yes. Uh, yeah, that was a long, that was two ways. So by the way, just admit, I do not recommend the first purge. I recommend the second purge. I think the third purge will be even better than the second purge. <gasps> I, yes. I, I do, I, which is very rare. If you like invasion horror movies or whatever, you'll like Purge right, 1. The first That's one. Fi- fine enough. Purge 2 is where things get good. And yep. I think Purge 3 will be even better because uh, it has even more of a storyline. But then also the fucking craziness where they're just going to send they're in DC. They're going to send all these crazy groups after that senator. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's going to be good. So it, it should work out very well. But yes, we are going to do next week is going to be Independence Day resurgence. And we're having a special guest, I heard. Yes, there. Uh, Mandy, I believe, is going to join us. The if you remember her from the time we did Independence Day, that is her favorite movie. So we figured, why not have the person who their favorite movie is Independence Day have it ruined by the sequel, which is going to be awful. <laughs> Because that's all I want to do is I didn't even necessarily want to do the first Independence Day movie by itself. I think it's going to be fun to compare the sequel to the original. Absolutely. So I think that's what we'll be doing a lot of. So that'll come out sometime next week then because if you're listening to this on quote unquote on time, uh, this Friday is when Independence Day uh, Resurgent comes out. Yes. So we'll do that. Then the week after that, we'll do the Purge election year. And then the week after that, we're going to do Cell, which we've yep. talked about a couple of times. Uh, so you can look that up on Video On Demand. It should also be out in limited release. But I don't know where you go wrong with John Cusack and Sam Jackson in a Stephen King adaptation film about hyper like zombies that evolve, basically. So that's <laughs> I, how do you go wrong with it? We, we have to do it for the show. And True. I will be comparing the movie to the book. Because I like the book and I read it a couple times, so I should be able to do some comparison work to it. So I think that's it, Kelly. Is there anything else uh, you want to do your plugs? Sure. You can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well as on Facebook, which is also at Nerdy Girl Ivy. Thank you very much. And I will do my plugs. Obviously, you're listening somehow. We very much appreciate you listening. Like I had mentioned before, if you could, if you have time, uh, go on iTunes and rate us subscribe as well subscriptions are how we know if you can do that it gives us kind of a number we know we like to keep track of that stuff if we can Um, absolutely uh so yeah and if you can rate us preferably five stars if you enjoy what you're listening to that gets us higher up in the rankings which is always great uh we much much appreciate that uh you can also listen to us on stitcher google play music any of your favorite podcast listening apps you can also stream and download uh, all the episodes on www.ianhates.com. Woohoo! While you're there, I also have a music podcast. It's called Ian Hates Music, where we do band interviews, news, and whatnot on the scene of metalcore, screamo, emo, whatever, uh, post hardcore, all the all the different like subgenres of rock and whatnot. A lot of screaming. There can be, but then there can also be lots of melodic singing as well. Oh, and it's it's back and forth. <laughs> Well, there was lots of fucking screaming in the purge, too. 
This is true. Yeah. See? And I love that it's set to patriotic music. It just puts me in the mood. I know, right? It all comes together. So yeah, yep. so you can find that also on iTunes, Stitcher, all the other podcast listening apps. So go to www.ianhates.com. You can also go ahead and you can uh, interact with us on Twitter. It's at Ian Hates Podcast. On Instagram, it's at Ian Hates Podcast. And then you can also look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And I think that's everything. So once again, we're very interactive. We like talking to people. If you've got movie recommendations, if you want to tell us that our opinions suck, whatever it happens to be, you can also email us, ianhates at gmail.com. And then there's also a submission form on the website that you can tell us why we suck or why we're awesome. It's all right. great. Yeah, just let us know. Uh, so yeah, I think that covers everything. So thank you everyone for listening. I know we're probably slurring our words a little bit. It's two and we're a half good. plus hours right now. Of this uh, it's not bad for two uh, for two movies. Usually this is one movie. So yeah. I think we we did pretty well. We enjoy talking about this stuff. It's just a long. Oh. You know, we do this after our regular jobs and right. life and stuff. So yeah, and jet lag and places around the world. Well, this is what we do. Yep, Kelly's jet setting all over the world. <laughs> this and is what they do. Craziness. <laughs> All right, Kelly, you got any uh, final words for everyone? Um, I'm looking forward to Purge. <laughs> like in real life? Or just <laughs> uh, no, you can, the I Purge sticker is my new favorite thing. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I might have to get one of those t-shirts sometimes, I think. Yeah, wear that <laughs> wear that out to the polling areas and stuff. Yeah, I think that'd be... Absolutely. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, all right. Anyways, uh, I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. This July... Have your voice be heard. I purged. I purged. I purged. I purged. I purged because staying in is un-American. Don't let your freedoms get taken away. I purged because it's my civic duty. Show your support. I purged for my family. For the purge. I purged to keep my country great. The Purge, election year.